Hey, what up, boxing fans? This is the Rope of Dope radio podcast. I am your host, Chris Carlson. We are live on a Tuesday night. Hope everybody's doing okay. We got a lot to talk about both inside and outside the ring. Of course, as you know, I generally start inside the ring when we're talking about boxing, right? Unless there's some just crazy, crazy breaking news of the day. Um, Got to start by recapping Munguia, Munguia in, in Ryder. Um, great performance by him. Definitely uh, got the job done. Showed some patience. Uh, broke his guy down and, and, you know, finished him off. Did his job. Knocked him down a bunch of times. Didn't get too loose. And, uh, you know, Ryder, once again, showed some heart, showed some toughness. Did throw back a fair amount of times when he looked like it was going to be done. Got to give him credit there. What's next, though? And I'm not talking about for Ryder. Who knows what's next for Ryder, right? It probably should be Berlanga. Berlanga should be the next fight. You know, will it be Canelo? Um, the way Oscar was talking about it and the way it was reported that Mungia actually got a little bit of a cut. And so they don't know if they'd even be ready by May. That was reported, I think, by Fight Hub and a couple other places. But then it also seemed like when Oscar was saying September, he meant, well, Canelo's going to clearly fight Benavides, you know. Or or that's who he should fight. And nothing's really clear. We did get a report that we'll talk about later about a potential, actually two different fights, right? Because we know he's going to fight in May and September, no matter who he fights. I'm talking about Canelo. We'll talk about that later. But Jaime, who should he fight next? You know, Berlanga just makes sense. There's some other, you know, fights out there for him. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. and then. You know, we'll also cover what's coming this weekend. And I'm talking about Connor. Be- oh, wait. I mean, he's fighting, right? He's fighting. He's uh, getting the rust off. But really, Joshua Boazzi and Dan Aziz is a, a fight that did get postponed. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's a pretty good fight. Um, Boazzi is the favorite for obvious reasons. But Aziz, man, he's been active and he's kind of had to take taking that other route on the way up. You know, he didn't get the Olympic stuff. He doesn't have the pedigree, but um, he's a handful. He is definitely a handful. Um, there are some other fights, like I mentioned. Connor Ben's back in action in Vegas. You know, I'm pretty sure they're doing it like an afternoon, like a late afternoon show in, in Vegas because I just saw, actually someone messaged me that it's going to be prime time. In the UK, which I guess, you know, that makes sense for zone purposes, but I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. But anyway, uh, ProBox, who's been very solid, $2 a month for an app. Can't beat it. It's been put on solid fights as another solid fight. We'll talk about that stuff. And then obviously news-wise, you know, Tim Zhu, Keith Thurman, lot to talk about. I really dig the undercard. Obviously, uh, the key thing there is the pay-per-view. A lot of people uh, are not feeling that, that it's a pay-per-view out there. Um, 
obviously we, we wish pay-per-view didn't exist. Um, and in recent years with the PBC and other outlets, um, there has been, you know, several fights now where you're like, mm, man, I wish they could have kept that on just, uh, in this case, Amazon, right. For a subscriber or, uh, ESPN or ESPN plus or, or DAZN, right. DAZN in, uh, you know, they, well, I suppose ESPN plus lately has been doing a little bit more pay-per-views, uh, from the Saudi stuff, but, um, yeah, I mean, people are going to have their opinion on that. Um, it's not the worst fight that's ever been on pay-per-view, like some people are saying. But I, I just look at what the just the meaning behind the fight, the fact that Keith Thurman still is a name. To me, Tim Zhu, they're definitely, I mean, if you look at 154, it's going to be, you know, the new money division rather than 147. So there are fights, whether big or just good, solid fights, that can be had. So I'll give my full opinion on it. I don't want to go too far on it. Um, obviously, let's say this. If this was a year ago, you see how I just did that? I said, I'll give my opinion later. I start giving my opinion. Um, if this was a year ago and Keith Thurman had only been out of the ring for a year, coming off a fight where he had a long-ass layoff, right? It was well over two years, wasn't it? Two and a half years, something like that. Um, he looked really good. Now, the opponent is not going to be the same opponent, <laughs> obviously. But considering he looked good, now, if it was just last year, I think people would have a different um, different thoughts on this fight in the sense of how good the fight is and how competitive it is. Now, I don't agree with it just... I see people saying three, four rounds, two rounds, you know, I don't, I, I, to act like Thurman couldn't jab his way, move his way and pot shot his way to a couple rounds. I don't know about that. You know, to act like he couldn't do that and just that it's going to be a knockout and it's over. I don't agree with that, but like I said, we'll, we'll get into that. Like I said, I really like the undercard. I get the pay-per-view stuff, um, but it, it shows you, you know, that the PBC are fully invested in Tim Zoo and we already knew they're invested in 154, but this really means a lot towards that, okay? We'll talk about some details around it, too, because Tim Zoo had a presser um, taken off from Australia at an airport, talked about some details, you know, his plans, some details of the deal he just, he just re-upped, or maybe he extended, whatever it is. Um so we'll talk a little bit about that. Ryan Garcia, you know, has a date now, a pay-per-view date, uh, but he doesn't have a partner, a dancing partner. It seems like that may change for April 20th. Um, I like the, well, the approach is kind of funky as far as what he's saying. I get it to hype the hype the, the fight. Um, and I'm sure he's going to use this line again that he did on Fight Hype in the interview, but I like his approach right now. Anyway, I like his approach of, I'm just going to say we're in talks and I'm going to leave it at that. And that's what it should be. We'll talk about that. Obviously I'm talking about Devin Haney. There's rumors about Gervonta Davis and some, uh, wild rumors, uh, whether they're true or not, it would be wild. It could be a wild opponent. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about, 
a variety of stuff. Um, one of it is the UK. He's going to fight in the UK. First thing that comes to mind is, can he? You know, wh- where is he at? Where is he at right now in the house arrest ordeal? Is that over then? Is he good to go? Because, you know, if he was having problems training where he wanted to train, I don't know if he can just leave the country. You know what I mean? I think that may do something. But either way, we're going to talk about it in just a second. If this is your first time listening to the Rope Dope Radio podcast, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Rope Dope Radio. You don't have to go to Blog Talk and Rope Dope and download the show directly there. You can find this fine podcast, Rope Dope Radio, on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Player FM, Google Podcast, Pod Bay, Pod Tail, Pod Bean, someone said the other day. That's where they listen. Um, download the podcast app. I almost forgot to say that. While you're at it, head on over to the gruelingtruth.com, Eastside Boxing, and Bill Boxing. One more thing. Got to tell you something about Direct TV Stream. They're the leader of sports on Sunday in every day. Direct TV Sports Central gives fans access to every Pro football game, basketball game, you name it, they got it. So they can stream it all in one convenient place. Get the best in streaming TV, stream live sports, on-demand shows, and must-have channels you need anytime, anywhere across your favorite devices. For a limited time, talking about the choice package, $83.99 per month for two months. Okay, that's a savings of $50. That's for the choice package. Package. Check it out. Direct TV stream. Okay. Let's get back to business. Okay. Man, what the hell is up with this? All right. All right. So, Mungia, I mean, you know, I don't think Ryder want to fight or want to fight, sorry, <laughs> want to round until like maybe the sixth. What's up with calling him a gorilla, though, coming in? They're calling him a gorilla. Like, He's tough, he's rough, he's, uh, you know, he's a warrior. He's a this, he's a that. that that's cool, but he, he's a gorilla. I mean, really, dude? You could say, like, look at his legs, they're pretty big. He's a tank or whatever, but to, <laughs> he's a gorilla. It's just, it just some of this, like we talk about broadcasters, and I'm not trying to just single out the zone. But we talk about broadcasters these days. It's just like, what the fuck are we talking about, dude? Okay, anyway, first five rounds, pretty much all Mungia. I mean, Ryder really didn't throw much at all in the first round. couple of nice flush combos by uh, Jaime. The jab, the jab straight right hand, flush right hand, knocks him down. Right around, I believe, like the midway point. Now, Ryder did throw some hooks in return. Even landed a nice uppercut. That's the one thing I will give him a lot of credit for. Um, When he looked hurt, man, he came back. You know, even in the second round, or the third round, excuse me. He he managed to land some, you know. Obviously, Munguia landed the better shots. There was a moment in the fourth round, right, where uh, Ryder was pushing him back. He was pushing him back. Um, I thought at the time. He had the most success he had had in those first four rounds. He was getting to the body, getting to the head, um, left hands, um, doing pretty good. And then a combination, uh, I think it was a jab like on the shoulder almost, uh, a late knockdown. 
knocked him down. It was kind of just an off-balance shot. But obviously, you know, it, it counts. It counted anyway. Um, and then Ryder, you know, looked like a little, I don't know, looked looked a little, little shaky early, right? He got trapped on the ropes, um, but not for too long. Um, but he did look a little hurt there. Some body punches, some right hands, especially a late right hand. Uh, by Mungia. And then the sixth round, this is where this it got a little tighter, right? Uh, the sixth round, definitely a closer round. If you wanted to give this one to Ryder, I could see that. The next two, you could. You, you know, he's jab. Once again, he was able to back him up. A few decent lands, a left hand to the head. You know, doing something there. Um, and then, you know, it, you know, mouth wide open, hands slowly dropping Mungia in the next round. Um, seemed like in the seventh, he may have just taken that round off. I'm not trying to take any way, any way from uh, Ryder, but it felt like he almost took that round off. Um, but then, you know, several big right hands uh, by Mungia, letting it go. Um, Ryder's on the ropes. Um, you know, he, I don't know. He just he just started really going for it, you know. Um, I think Ryder did land some nice left hooks. And, um, you know, he did start to land more shots in that round, too. So he had, like, three good rounds. I didn't give him the eighth round, though. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was, what was it, a left hook to the body and a hard right hand. I think that's what dropped him, right? Um, and, and, you know, he went down, and, and he went down hard, you know. Then I, I think it was like a body, yeah, it was a body shot. Look it up my notes here. Um, and, you know, the corner threw in the top. It, it took a second there to, to, you know, acknowledge it. But finally, they did acknowledge it, and, and he got the job done. That's that's what I'll say. Obviously, he got the job done. Um, you know, I, I did like some of the patience, as I mentioned, that he, uh, you know, that he showed. I did like that, and um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I thought he looked good, man. He he didn't go crazy too much. Of course, throwing combinations and all that, but you know, did he get tired? Was he just taking a round off? I'd say in the sixth and seventh, he did look a little like, hmm. Um, you know, in a competitive fight, taking a round off is not the craziest thing. If you feel like you got a little lead, take a round off and then go right back at it. Of course, you could make the argument, you know, well, if you've won five straight rounds and you, you think, all right, you know, I've hit him pretty hard. He's, he's firing back. He's probably not going to go anywhere have the mentality of, well, let's be smart about it, you know? So, you know, I get that too. I do get that. Um, but that's the only thing I would say is, you know, the, the mouth was a little wide open there for a second. But, yeah, I liked what I saw. I mean, he was really good with his jab. Like I said, I liked the way he was mixing up his punches. The right hand was there. It, he just was – it was a great performance, man. Great performance. Um, 
I don't think that puts him in line to fight Canelo and just skip everything. Um, and part of it is the opportunities he's had. Now, Berlanga is the only guy, as far as the names we're talking about, um, that did not fight him. He said he needed a fight, yada, yada, yada. That didn't work out. But if you look, you go back a little, you know, a couple years ago, two years ago, whatever it was, Charlo, they, uh, you know, accepted. They accepted. They agreed to terms, both of them. And then it got taken off, right? It was going to be on basic. That would have been a fight that seems like that would for sure be on pay-per-view now, but that was going to be on regular showtime. Even recently, Benavides, you know, um, before fighting Andre, right, or signing a deal, you know, to, to fight Andre, he was looking to fight Munguia. His people said no. They, you know, they said no to other fights too. So if you keep saying no and then you just want to jump the line, what happened to you got to earn your shot? Because we kept hearing that for Benavides. And I was hard on Benavides a little bit because he's the one who, you know, derailed his career a little bit by getting the dropping the belt. You know, the weight thing, going back to the cocaine thing, sure. But especially the weight thing, you know, most people were in the same predicament. It was the COVID stuff. It, it wasn't easy to make weight. We all get that, but everybody had to do it, man. So, and, you, you know, he couldn't be undisputed without that belt. So that was his own fault. But now they say, hey, go fight this guy. Go fight that guy. He did. Last year was great for Benavides. So he, not only that, but he's the number one mandatory. If we're going to worry about belts so much, then he's the number one man, though, too. So Benavides should get it before Munguia. That's just, that's just obvious. You know what I mean? Even Oscar De La Hoya says it, you know? And then, and then let's say he does fight. Uh, Crawford or Charlo. Well, then shouldn't it be Benavides Munguia then? I mean, if if we're being honest, let's let's do that one then and see who wins it, and then they get the fight. You know, so you know we'll see what would Oscar say about that. You know, I don't know, not sure. Um, but Berlanga seems like it makes the most sense. You know, it just lines up. It could be a good ticket seller. By the way. You know, over 10,000 tickets sold. Well, you know, I shouldn't say that. Over 10,000 in attendance. We'll get the information and all that. But but a good crowd, good healthy crowd again. And that is that, you know, we, we could say, you know, the comp hasn't been there for, for Jaime. We know that. Now, these last two fights have been a step in the right direction. No doubt about it. The last fight was pretty shaky. This fight, um, you know, he looked a lot better. But the comp, you know, the competition hasn't been there. Um, but it does appear they're ready to now really step him up. Um, and you know, I, I do, you know, he has starting to sell some tickets, man. You know, so um, Berlanga should be next. Maybe Berlanga has to get a fight in or something. I don't know, but that that w- that would seem like the the one that would make the most sense. Um, and as far as the Canelo stuff anyway, Canelo is going to do what he's going to do. I mean, they're not going to pay him, you know, a huge guarantee to fight nobody. I'm sure there's, there's you know, names out there that these are the names that you have. You know what I mean? Um, that you can pick from, that type of thing. So, overall, though, 
you know, he did his thing. He definitely did his thing. Um, Colazo and Gutierrez didn't last long. I thought, um, I thought Gutierrez actually won the first round, but then after that, multiple left hands, landing flush, uh, and then a right hand by Colazo too. Some good back and forth, no doubt. Colazo though, two flush left hands with like a little over a minute left. Um, you know, was on, Gutierrez was on the rope. Probably should have been a knockdown because uh, the, the ropes kept him up. I mean, definitely should have. Um, but either way. You know, I think under a minute, left hand dropped him. And, and it was target practice after that. And the third round is pretty much target practice. Um, we did also, you know, uh, have that um, that uh, Fundora, Christina Cruz, Gabriel Fundora, and, uh, Christina Cruz. Um, you know, you the one thing I'd say about this fight, is if, if if I'm gonna complain about a lot, it's gonna be you could say maybe the scorecards, right? I'd say I'd say if if there's a complaint or an argument or debate to be had, uh, two out of the three scorecards were very one sided, right? So if I had a complaint, that would be the one. But as far as the stoppage, and John, I see I'm gonna pop you in here in a second. Um, see. This does feel like, you know, we've been talking about it recently. It does feel like a gambling thing. And John and I have been talking about this lately, how some of these overreactions, um, you know, have been because people lost money or whatever. I don't know. But although I feel for um, Cruz to an extent, you know, um, it was a it was a competitive fight. It was a good fight. Um, I did think Fundora was winning, but I'll go into some of her quotes in a little bit. But when you turn your back, like she she slipped, kind of tripped, and then she was in a in, in a in a position where, of course, the opponent is going to throw a punch at her because she was coming at her and she slipped. That's you know, it's not Fundora's fault. You slipped or tripped over some feet right um but in that scenario you turning your back is one thing hunching over and turn so you have your turn back your back turned hunched over and then your guard there's nowhere to punch and then on top of it you'll walk away that way like well i'm just going to stop the action now i understand that the ref could have got in there early. I think that's an argument you could say too. But this whole thing of, you know, like it's, it is illegal to turn your back and take that position. When you take that position, it's like a, it's beyond a stalemate. It, it's kind of like putting up a white flag. Um, and that's how it can be seen. You know, and so, like I said, it's one thing, like, if you didn't like it, just run, get away then, like, turn your body and move, like, you got to protect yourself as well. Now, like I said, you could say the ref could have came in. That's fair. I get that. I mentioned the scorecards. I mean, you know, two of the scorecards, but when you sit there the whole time like that, 
and there's no target. And then I think it's also now you have your turn back, you're hunched over, your guard's up, there's nowhere to punch, and then you walk away not facing her. That that can be seen to a referee as you're done. It's over. You can't do that. That's against the rules. Now, holding happens, hitting behind the back happens, hit on the side of the hat, hitting on the low blow hits. Shit happens in boxing, okay? So, so I get, you know, we have seen people turn their back and not get in trouble for it, but you don't see that so much. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and bring in John here. There we go. Um, and let him kind of give his take, um, you know, on what happened, uh, this weekend, just there, just from this last weekend, what's going on, John, how you doing? How goes it, man? How you doing? Chris, how's it going tonight? It's going good, man. It's going really good. Um, well, we can pick up right there if you saw the fight or saw the highlight or whatever and what you felt about that stoppage or whatever. Um, and then we'll just get kind of roll right into uh, Mungia and Ryder and whatnot and, you know, maybe what his next uh, his next fight should be, could be, that type of thing. Oh, I reference it. I, um, refer- the, uh, referencing the, the Fondora Cruz fight. Yep, yep. In the stoppage. I tend to agree with what most people said about it, that when you turn your, you know, when you turn your back, the fight's going to get stopped and that's rightfully so. So I didn't, I didn't see any kind con- to me, there wasn't any real controversy there. And, um, you know, fun, fun, Gabriel Fondora on her last couple of performances, you know, with her size for the weight seems to be starting to overwhelm some of the opposition a little bit, even though this was later in the fight. So, um, you know, pretty impressive that she's been able to display some of that power at a lighter weight. But I think when you turn your back like that, you you, you have to expect the referee to stop. But there's, to me, there just wasn't really any controversy You're there. Submitting. You're literally submitting, you know? Yeah, I, I, it almost feels to me like, in in the sport, there's, you know, you have some volume, like we've said, in terms of uh, events and fights and broadcast in one form or, or the other, but the quality is not there, and a lot of people just almost seem to be looking for something to something to talk latch on, grouse about, yeah, to latch on. Yeah, yeah. they're really when I saw people latching onto this late Saturday night, I was like, you know, c- come on, you, you, you got to be kidding me. I mean, people are, people are g- getting bored and frustrated and they they can't even a- acknowledge it or recognize it themselves. Well, in I saw multiple people post the McGregor behind Mayweather because remember he kept going behind them. And he kept like hitting him on the side of the head. And they said, well, why wasn't this? You know, it's like, well, hold on, dude. He was literally going behind him, like throughout the whole fight, you know, like, and then so Floyd's finally like, all right, it's not going to be called. I'm just going to do this then. I'll just protect my head. You know, so to use that, you know, sample is really reaching because it's like, dude, 
McGregor literally said it after the fight. I kept taking his back like it was wrestling or Greco-Roman or something like that. You know, it's like he was purposely going behind him, though. So that that you can't bring that into that. It makes no sense. But I saw like multiple people posting saying, well, then this should have been stopped. It's like there goes the context right out of the window. Yeah, it, people, it, it is surprising how long after, you know, Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather has re- retired or retired from any ser- you know, serious regular boxing bouts that his name still gets thrown into conversation. Usually that happens for a little while. Uh, that It surprises me how there, there's factions that are, they're still... Still mad. bitter about Mayweather's yeah, existence. Pissed. It's yeah that that is that is surprising. I guess in a way that speaks to his popularity. Yeah, uh, true. That that you know he and and, and you know you, you could really extrapolate it to kind of what I'm talking about. Uh, at, you know when when you even look at what the the last couple events were at the top level of popularity, you know Crawford Spence and. Davis Garcia, uh, you know, 1.2 million pay-per-views, but, and that's kind of like the best we can do. That goes to where Canelo left off with the Golovkin fights, you know, when he was finishing up like HBO, but of course, nothing like Floyd Mayweather's numbers, especially, you know, for fighting Pacquiao and then for fighting McGregor. Uh, yeah, the, so you know it shows you his level of popularity yeah. compared to the the top of what we have right now. You know, showing how there, you know, when some critics say, I think it is rightfully so to a lot of degree that the sport got even further off track when promoters then were just kind of. They were really kind of content, and they and I think they they still are. They're just like hoping for a a Mayweather Pacquiao or a Mayweather McGregor type event, and it, it's almost like everything they do just gets directed towards hoping they hit they hit one shot like that, and it it, it hasn't happened. You know, it hasn't happened, and the years are ticking off now. So uh, you see Floyd Mayweather's name still still floating around out there a lot. Yeah. But see, only people that hated him paid to watch him fight, right? Nobody liked him. Somehow, no, no one on the earth liked him. That's what I always yeah. I I, I didn't. I kind of even you know I wasn't. Well, that was just the narrative. I got to say. I mean, right, I yeah. I consider myself analytical, certainly in in that sense. But you know, looking back, I do think that's an interesting discussion even now because I I think that's something I learned for us even myself. Uh, not like, you know, I was like the Mayweather hating faction, but that was the narrative out there really yeah. in all sources. And that really didn't end up being true. Just like you said, when you, when you split. analyze it correctly, you know, it a split of it. Yeah. It was just a smaller, a smaller faction. And there were people that were fans of Mayweather that just weren't getting enough credit at all. Um, you know, you and I've talked about it and, think I was correct on this I believed it at the time I think that you know getting the De La Hoya fight opened the door for Floyd Mayweather he yeah. wasn't that popular before that right and and De La Hoya was you know a, a star really you know he 
Olympic gold medalist basically from the beginning, but it was then Floyd Mayweather himself. He ran with it. Yeah, he kicked that door in. He kicked that door in yeah. after the De La Hoya opportunity, and he del- he deserves all the credit in the world. He he ran with it, built it from there, and that was all him then, you know, going on. He took it he- to heights that, you know, no one right. would have fathomed. Exactly. And that was even shown when even though Pacquiao developed popularity in his own right, his popularity faded more after the Mayweather fight compared to, you know, where it had been and, and Mayweather, you know, had that McGregor event and, and just still stayed in that consciousness after that. Yeah. He even did a million with uh, one of the Paul brothers. So yeah. Right. right. That's right. That wasn't even a bad, you know, just an exhibition wasn't a bad showing at all. Right. Um, all right, let's go to the main event. Now, you talked about how, you know, I like the way you broke this down last week, how, it, you know, this is going to happen, but it doesn't 100% mean this with Mungia. Now that we're here, what would you think of his performance straight up? And then, uh, you know, we could talk about what he should do, you know, in the aftermath of this. Over 10,000 people in attendance, too. Healthy crowd. Very healthy crowd. He's starting to really uh, get some, sell some tickets. Yeah, I'm glad you did say that, Chris, because I, I got to thinking that more in the aftermath. This is something I've been thinking for a few years, but it, really with what the topic of conversation was in the aftermath, it, it fit perfectly. The, for me, the performance was pretty much what I expected from him. I, I called for a KL on this one beforehand. Uh, he got it. I think, you know, Roach having him in there, even though Morales did okay with him, I, I think probably help, helped him a little bit to have a veteran like Roach. But what I was getting at with, like, when you mentioned the crowd, and I think Oscar and Golden Boy have been doing this for a few years, quite a few years now. It's really driving what they're doing with Mungia. So there are some people of minority who I've seen identify this as well and agree with where I'm coming from, but not the majority. I, I think, and it, and I think it proved so after the fight when Canelo was the first guy mentioned, not that others wouldn't do that for that payday, but Oscar for a lot of years now when Golden Boy has shrunk up some and he's really been left with Munguia, Ryan Garcia, and Virgil Ortiz as the fighters I, to me, really left to drive the company. I mean, if, yeah, they're, yeah. Not there, 100%. if they're not there, it's uh, going out of business sale for me. Yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah. But with, with Mungia, and, and I guess you could almost see where Oscar's coming from. He, he He's held out hope that he can become the next Canelo in terms of popularity. And I think his thinking was, which with some degree of truth, of course, other, a lot of other factors involved, Canelo himself, you know, broadcasters, et cetera. But he, he, I think he feels like he built Canelo into that kind of star and that if he did it once, he can do it again. And and I think he used Munguia as that guy. Uh, And I do believe as Munguia's career has gone on, that has driven the safety first, approach in terms of opponents that a lot of people really correctly at this point I was wondering but McGee is 27 now he's you know well over 40 fights Uh, you know he's fighting guy it's not 
absolute bottom of the barrel, but it's not really step up risk opposition either. Right. He's more below that. And that's, I think, what what's driven Oscar is I think every time Oscar's think, thought of taking that chance, which, you know, he's done with some other fighters, but with Mungi, I think every time he's thought about it, it's not just Mungi's ability. It's also the fact that I think he he continues to believe he's yeah he, he's got to time it right. He's got yeah time to, it to right. make him a Canelo, and then you know he's he's gonna wants to make him the Canelo type trajectory of popularity first, and then take the risk rather than have him take a bad loss or uh, even a loss that keeps him from getting to that level. And, and we've seen improvements too along the way. He has. I mean, you've you've seen some improvements. I mean, I've always actually been high on the guy, yeah. and then as the opposition has stayed level, really for the most part, and yeah. uh, he didn't quite progress as far as I thought he would. I mean, I, I thought he'd be knocking people out earlier, you know, with his size and power. I thought he'd be more of that type of guy. Sure. And that that hasn't quite developed. I mean, even though he moved up and he's moved up in weight, I thought he would be. Uh, yeah, they did have to he, settle him in at a weight too. I think that may have been part of it. Yeah, so. he's he, he's moved weight a lot. Yeah, um, never really made a real push at one weight, and uh, you know, I think that he's made. You see some improvements, and and there's people who have been detractors of his who have even conceded that, yeah, they see some improvements and, you know, he, he has boxed better, but even, even to this day, it just doesn't seem to be his strength. I mean, I, in terms of his effectiveness, even though I see what everybody else sees with some improvements with defense boxing, um, I don't feel like his, re, in, in terms of his results, he's really any more effective than when his father was training. You know, his father was right. a, was a lower level pro, uh, believe a heavyweight, and they felt they needed more, you know, or it was pushed, needs more help. And there's a lot of fighters who have their fathers that I'd be the first to say they ought to be getting it. I thought with Mungia, he he was on an okay track. I I I see the the improvements everybody else sees, but I also, to me, he he really never has become more effective as his career's gone. So. Uh, that that to me has been a little bit disappointing. Um, so I'm also saying what I said before the fight, I, I called for stoppage, but I said people are going to read too much into it. Uh, and that's exactly to me what they're doing. Yeah, you called and, it perfectly. Yeah, yeah. and what, what I think I'm going to call out to them with this is, and this is the kind of things they don't want to say to me, it actually then goes more to Ryder even than Mungia is, look, Derevyanchenko is a much more talented fi- fighter than John Ryder. Yeah, That's yeah. why that was fight of the year, and Mungia mm-hmm. was on the brink. Not, not necessarily. You know, in other words, so when he fights John Ryder and he stops him and he doesn't have that kind of trouble. It's that's to me where there's poor analysis. I will just say it from a lot of people. Yeah, that you know they, they can't bring themselves to say. Ryder doesn't have, you know, one-tenth of the talent of Derevyanchenko. And that, to me, is the truth. You know, Derevyanchenko had all those tough losses. He's he had the amateur pedigree. Yep. You just watch him fight. He doesn't even have a ton of fights, you know, right, pro, right. really. But look yeah. at who he's taking on, you know. Yeah, and you just, and you just watch, you know, the, you just watch 
the way he fights and everything. I mean, Ryder just, you know, not not anywhere on that level of, of talent. Even understanding Derevyanchenko was, you know, 37 and passed his best from the wars fighting Munguia still. Just a much more talented fighter than Ryder. And Munguia, excuse me, um, they didn't look at, I think, even going into that Munguia fight. You know, Derevyanchenko had been fighting some fights around 168 pounds earlier in his career. He kind of was teetering back uh-huh. and forth between that and traditional middle. And then he settled in a traditional middle and then had to move up for the McGee fight. But he had, he had been around that weight before, even though he's not a tall guy. So it wasn't something, I think that gets overrated anyway, but in his case, it wasn't something foreign to him. So I just think it was a case of Munguia had much tougher opposition. I, I didn't think Ryder was going to be that. There was a couple real savvy analysts that saw that before the fight. I saw one or two um, after I'd been mentioning it, they were saying, which I, I thought was correct analysis. You could look at Ryder, you look closely at the record and and it was deceptive the way some people were taking it. I mean, the Parker thing was a gimme. The guy quit with a broken hand. They gave him a lot of credit for the Smith fight, which he didn't get the decision in. And, um, you know, which was kind that of forgotten. He was more against Smith than him. You know, I think I think so. Yeah. Now Smith that we looked, look back at it. Right. And Smith looked. Yeah, he, he looked. It was just a bad kind of a bad outing for Smith. And then uh, the Jacobs fight. Ryder was lucky to get that decision. It certainly didn't do anything special. He looked terrible in that Mike Guy fight, which was a lower profile fight. But that right, was yeah. after the Smith fight. Mm-hmm. So um, I just. You know, Ryder's not a big puncher or anything like that. He t- you know, right. Canelo didn't stop him, but you know, it wasn't it wasn't competitive. Uh, and, and you yeah. know, Canelo really should have stopped him, but he was on the brink. So I just think there was there was some things some people got wrong there. So Munguia, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I don't. So they're talking Canelo fight, but I don't see the incentive for PBC to give Oscar and Munguia right. that fight now, and it, and it works both ways. We know the other promoters would do that to yep. a PBC mm-hmm. guy too. So and it, uh, it makes sense for them not to, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not faulting him. I mean, they got a yep. they got a three fight deal with Canelo. They're going to use one of them on on Oscar's guy. I mean, right. I, I don't I don't see that. Uh, when, Plus, when shouldn't he, he have to do A, B, and C? Because that's what Benavidez. That's what everybody told Benavidez he had to do, right? Right, A, exactly. B, and C. Well, he did it last year. Time is now. Yeah, and then um, they, 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 Mungi and Charlo didn't get put together. Uh, right, so, exactly. You know, they actually tried was... to do it. Yeah, and Benavides sure. too. They right. actually, you know, that was well documented. They've never said that that didn't happen. You know, on the other side, that in before he fought, I just mentioned that earlier. Before he. Uh, Signed with Andre, he tried to make the Mungia fight. Right. So, so, so I think it's that which Oscars, would be a great fight, you know, fun fight to watch anyway. Oh, that would it would have been a great fight. Yeah. I think it's that Oscar's going to he's gonna hold out until yeah. he thinks he can make Mungia a Canelo, unless Mungia gets to fight Canelo. That's yeah. the only reason that's being thrown around. But otherwise, it's just gonna and even Oscar probably knows that's not gonna happen. So I thought people were taking that too seriously, too. I don't see why PBC uses one of the two fights they got left on the deal with Canelo on an Oscar guy. Uh, that doesn't that doesn't make any that doesn't make any sense to me there. So, uh, but but then I want to get back to one more thing about the Mungi and Oscar. It does fit with what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I think what's been missed with Oscar with the strategy, and it's really 
Canelo made plenty of money, but it's really what got him busting his contract with Golden Boy is, you know, Oscar, that's what he wants for Munguia, but he took him to the zone and the zone. You're not building any Canelo level star on the zone. I mean, Canelo was not built on the zone. It doesn't have the U.S. reach. Right. So I just think Oscar's you know, spitting into the wind, to use an old phrase. Right. With thinking he's going to turn Munguia into a Canelo in the U.S., uh, having him fight on the zone, that's been the flaw to the strategy. I mean, that was good for Golden Boy, but that's not good for making gold, making Munguia into a Canelo star. It also helped being on a couple co-features, too, on a Mayweather card. You know right. I mean? right. Having Munguia on a Gervonta card would have been a little bit better, potentially. Yeah. It's not going to be Mayweather, but it's it's better than what you just mentioned. Yeah, you had had some U.S. reach. I mean, yeah. Munguia. He's getting energy going. He really yeah, is. If, if he was, but, but then think like this, and this is a legit criticism of Golden Boy, even though that crowd going up, and yeah, he is he has gotten more known mm-hmm. even with the low exposure on his own, but what if in theory he was fighting on ESPN? Right. I mean, where would yeah. he be now? I mean, Oscar might be getting what he, what he wanted. Uh, or like you said, if he, if he was with, you know, the PBC type of exposure, maybe on some of those pay-per-view undercards and when they were having, still having guys appear on network and things like that. And even Showtime's got, had bigger reached into zone. So you know, Oscar just hasn't had Munguia get in the U.S. reach. He's still building some momentum because he's an exciting fighter. Uh, and he probably draws a little bit of that Canelo type fan base. But I don't think he I don't think it's I don't think he's getting the exposure. He's already 27. Um, right. And if he keeps fighting on the zone, it's it's the, the exposure in the U.S. isn't there. That is so true. Like even right now, because, you know, we we. We don't know if there's any other things beyond this Amazon deal, but right now, you know, having Munguia, even the last few fights, you know, that last fight on ESPN, I mean, that would, that would really help. Um, and yeah, that, that, that's interesting. And it, just looking at, you know, as far as next, first of all, we're talking about, uh, Sergey, like 19 fights, John. Okay. He's had 19 fights, Munguia. Otimus, Charlo, Golovkin, Cloquet, Jacobs in 19 fights. You're right. Like, that's freaking impressive. And, and I know, you know, like you mentioned, he he has the uh, the background, the pedigree, and that helps because they just believed in him pretty early. But that's that's damn impressive. Win, lose, or draw, I can't really fault that. You know, that's that's pretty cool. So when You're you right. look at him, you know, the, the, the alphabets F him, right? But they are part of who's going to fight next or whatever he is in the WBO. He is number one ranked, right? He, he hasn't, the Mando hasn't been called. And we know that um, the only Mando that is potentially going to be called here in like, I think it's sometime in March is Benavides. That's what, that's what they said a year ago, you know, WBC. We'll see what the hell they do, but just to keep them, he is ranked number one. Now the Pacheco is number two though. Right, so if there's a box off there, are they going to want to put him in with Pacheco? I don't know. Then uh, WBC, which wouldn't even matter anyway, beyond an eliminator, it would be Mbilly in Mungia because Mbilly's number one. But we know David has the interim because he's about to be the Mando. So, you know, 
I think Berlanga just makes a ton of sense um, because it will sell. Um, and, and they do have both, you know, these, these shiny records and, and, and you know, Berlanga can talk some trash, you know what I mean? Because otherwise, you know, you have, you know, and Billy would be a great fight. Not sure, it, you know, if they want to put him in with him, but I think that would be a good fight. I think he could beat him. Um, you know, Shishkin, who seems to be looking for his alphabet spot and looking to get an, an eliminator, you know, that type of thing. Um, what, what do you think would be next for him? Well, you make a good point. I don't, I, I hate the alphabet stuff, but, right. but sometimes it can be telegraphed what they're setting up. Right. Um, I would think that he, he can beat Pacheco too. And, sure. you know, they could do that on the zone. And I agree with you. I don't think they'd leave the Berlanga on the table first, but, uh, and, you know, look, you're going to watch the Berlanga fight. I'm going to watch it. I mean, uh, Berlanga's got exposure, even though he's wildly flawed and Mungi has enough flaws. You're going to want to watch it. I mean, right. I, 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 it makes sense that they would do that next, but I think then maybe the end game in the shorter long term, if you want to call it that, would be, yeah, if they could pick up a WBO alphabet right. strap that's stripped from Canelo and try to try to sell that, him fighting Pacheco. Yeah, uh, that would be two good fights for the rest of the year. Do it yeah. in the summer, do it in the fall, close to winter. I'd be happy with that. That would work for me. I I could see that. I could see that scenario for Munguia. And for the PBC, just all signs seem to point to that, you know, Canelo with the last fight of the deal would fight Benavidez in September. And, you know, Canelo's getting enough up in age considering the amount of fights he's had and high-level fights that, even he, how much golf the knows. guy plays? Yeah, too, it's got to be. Sakes. It's got to be getting a little bit near the end. I think we are starting to realize that, uh, even though he's still winning. So, yeah, he says I, three, four years, but right, a lot of money in the bank. If he doesn't, <laughs> if he has a bad performance or something, he may be like, "I'm good," you know. Yeah, or if it's going to be three, four more years. With yeah, who's like the May fight? September, it might turn into one fight a year. Right, yeah, that, that could be coming after this deal. I would say, yeah, like yeah. he's not fighting even two times a year at that point. I wouldn't think with the money he's got in the bank and the, you know the the risks, the wear and tear. Yeah, so he's going to be slowing up. So um, you know, he's got he, the pro am tournaments to play in. You know, I mean, you gotta you gotta keep the golf game sharp. The golf game, if he wants to keep playing golf and. If he's going to be fighting at 168 and light heavyweight, say right. he's not that tall for those weights, so it's going to be higher pressure, taking shots type of fights. Even though he's always been very good defensively, but he's going to slow some. So I would think he's the the schedule is going to slow if he's still around at the end right. of his people. So you know maybe Benavidez being his risk fight. Unfortunately for the fans, I would agree that. It's all signs are pointing to. I don't know exactly what he's going to do, but a lower risk fight for May right, yeah. seems to be in the off. Unless it's Crawford, I don't think I'm not taking Crawford out of that. I think Crawford. I think. Yeah, Crawford I think I think that goes off. Of, that. Is it gonna? Is he gonna fight Spence or not? That's where that's right. if that's lingering, then no. But if not, why not go right to that? Because he just did a nice number in a dominant yeah. fashion. You know, an undefeated record. Crawford really raised his profile. I just think that 
you know, boxing's a what have you done for me lately, right? Yeah. Miss Jackson. And, you know, Jamal just hasn't done a lot for us lately. You know what I mean? No, and Crawford coming off a huge event in the U.S. Canelo very popular in the U.S. Uh, That's a a big number. Big gate, big number. Big exposure. You know, we can't. We can tie it into other news of the week because you and I, I think, in, I think in, we weren't on the exact card, but I think in terms of philosophy, we were on yeah, yeah, yeah. what PBC announced for the first Amazon pay per view, yeah. and that fits with what we're talking about. I think we do, we have the right to say it anyway, but I think we can especially say it because we were kind of right before the fact last week. Look, people, whether you like it or not, it, it it comes right. It comes to who can sell. You know, yep. who has had enough exposure that they can at least, even in this climate, get enough pay-per-view sales. It's got to be people that have had exposure. If you're going to run, you can run these pay-per-views that go nowhere, like some promoters do. But, you know, I'm not saying by any You could any try means. to break even. You could try to make a little <laughs> right. money, you know. That's right. really what it may just be about. Hey, this but, is an investment. We'll make a tad bit of money or break even. And what will that bring us to, you know? Right. But, but that's like, and what I think, you know, what were Chris and I write about, you know, what were you and I write about it was, I think, the part about, look, it's not a it's not a coincidence at all that Isak Cruz is on this first Amazon pay-per-view card, even yep. if he's not in the main event. That, that's mm-hmm. that's not a coincidence. This is a guy that can They're sell. on the poster. They're <laughs> right. literally on the poster. They got two I mean, fights on the poster. Yeah. I mean, there is, there is, even with not having fought for two years, marketability wise, it's almost like a mini version of the old days. In other words, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Keith Thurman's on there. He, he's, he's like, he's like the twenty twenty four equivalent of when Larry Holmes was back fighting on USA Network and George Foreman were, and then ultimately ending up back in pay per views because yeah. everybody had seen him on network. Yeah. all over the place in the 1970s and you know in in the early 1980s for homes that's that's why they still had names that's why they were still right. out there driving ratings being in main events that's like it's a smaller version of it cuz the the sport has become even less popular yeah no let's be that you know that's an example it's not a, a you know a match for match no one's saying right. that yeah but Keith it's Thurman's- just the thought process of it and how you do how you run the business you know like right. it or because, not, sometimes. Right, like it or not, because Keith Thurman's been on CBS, he's been on NBC, he's been on ESPN. I mean, y- you don't have anybody like that anymore nowadays. And when PBC was trying, and they were even advertising it that way, you know, it, it ultimately faded, but there there was a, a, a group of their fighters that got the old time type exposure. Yeah, yeah. They were they were advertising that's what it was going to be, and for the years where they followed through on that, you know, Thurman was one of the guys that got that exposure, and really some of the star guys now. Spence got some. Yep. You know, I was watching you know Javante Tank Davis on a two on a you know toe to toe Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, right. In a spike you know, card, he, I think it was on. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. on the co feature on a Broner, I think. Yeah, we know when he was when he was young coming up. I mean, he was on, you know, but still that counts. It it gets back again. We talked Berlanga that mentioned it last week. That's why to you know, it is a smart business move. I mean, DeZone doesn't have the reach. That's why Hearn picked up Berlanga when Top Rank let him go. The guy had ESPN exposure. Mm -hmm. It's not like the old days, but the principle 
is still like the old days where if these guys got seen and known more than everybody else, there's a value there. I mean, um, it's why Hearn, you know, of course, a lot of PBC haters were saying, oh, they cost them money and stuff, but we don't know exactly what the numbers were, but it is why Hearn tried to get, you know, Konatsky fighting his guys for a couple of fights yeah. because he, he was getting, he got Fox exposure. You know, he was out there in the U S on Fox getting exposure. You know, you don't have that kind of exposure when your guys are fighting on the zone. So um, that's why Thurman's there against zoo. I mean, I think PBC in that sense too, is looking at it like zoos kind of, you know, you don't know the actual numbers, but PBC's going with him hard, especially, you know, he was really the guy driving the end of Showtime. I mean, he he's yeah. he took the chance. He seems to be developing some U.S., at least some U.S. popularity. So uh, fighting a Thurman who had that exposure and is still known to to fans, you know, that that that's what makes sense for them. Now, I think since this is news in the last week, but got to be fair on the other side of it too you know from a fan perspective i mean is can this card be criticized as the opener for you know we got to pay for this as a fan yeah it it can be it's really got a fury Usyk pay-per-view we got a joshua Ngannou pay-per-view we got this pay-per-view and then now we're gonna have whoever ryan garcia fights pay-per-view and then canelo so it is joint you know it's all real close you know together it's not where this is not. Yeah. I mean, and this just isn't working. This, this isn't working. I mean, yeah, you had Davis yeah. Garcia really never got the real firm Spence Crawford numbers out there, which that was, you know, the best fight that could be made in the U S and certainly no criticism of that, but like, you know, that's nobody's fault, so to speak, except just where the sports at. I mean, you know, you weren't really, you kind of haven't heard a lot about the profitability and the numbers for how big a fight it was. So you kind of read in between the lines there that sure better than probably every almost everything else out there, but maybe not what you wanted to have, you know, where you wanted it to be. Um, Just like, you know, Fury Wilder two ended up being bigger than anything else in the U S in this era, almost like 850,000, you know, wasn't as big as Davis Garcia, but you, you hope with the top ranked PBC, maybe for a little more Spence Crawford might've been that kind of a thing, like where you, you know, you hope you hope for a little more, but just saying that, yeah, these are not the all these paper. And, you know, look, we know this, too. And, you know, fans overseas that might be listening, uh, you, you kind of understand. But but we have to call it as it is. And, Chris, you know this, too. I mean, you know, Fury Usyk's not a seller in the U.S. I mean, Fury's gotten some exposure. Usyk's never been a U.S. seller. They tried, really. Um, so it just... Look, even though it's the heavyweight championship, that's what's sad, but reminds you a little bit in that sense, like the Klitschko era, a lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it. That's 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 not a seller here. Uh, it's unfortunate, but that's just where the sport is right now. So that's not a seller. You know, that's not a seller in the U.S. coming from Saudi Arabia, Usyk and Fury. Joshua, I think, you know, even though you're know, British guy, I mean, you know, he's some, you know, I think he's. He's somewhat known in the U.S., not as much as Fury. Yeah, yeah. Ngannou is known in the U.S. I, you know, I don't know if that – I'm not saying it's going to be big or anything, but I don't know if that – It's not going to do a little big more numbers steam. here, that's for sure. Yeah, I, mean, yeah I, don't, I don't think so, though. Right. I don't I don't think it's going to do big numbers here. So uh, that those don't help. Yeah. And, 
you know, if you look at that Fox deal, the first five pay-per-views they did, and then when COVID hit, and then the last four they did, right? Those were major differences. You know, Thurman Barrios instead of, you know, Porter Spence. And, you know, Pacquiao Thurman and Wilder and Ortiz, too. At least they had a first fight to, you know, it did profit. It was profitable, whatever. Those were different, right? Totally different. And and we, we criticized those. Uh, just like anything else, you know, we everyone picks and chooses which uh, entertainment value is going to work for them. So that is the business. Um, you know, Haney ProRay didn't need to be on pay-per-view, but that's where we're at right now. Um, but I agree. Like, you know, it's funny. When you look at Thurman, if you, like, when you look at what's at 54 potentially, you know, um, obviously Charlo could still be there right at some point within the next year let's just say let's stretch it way out potentially because we don't know where he's at we don't know if he's gonna we don't know what's gonna happen with him um you still do technically potentially have spence there you potentially have even crawford there you know and then you even have virgil ortiz potentially at some point maybe they'll build him up and say hey Let's make a big fight here, and it could be a 50-50 deal or something like that. Um, and you could have the other layer fights that would be entertaining like a Lubin or like a uh, Ramos, Jesus Ramos, or a Castaño. You know, I'm talking the next two to three years because that's really what they're probably looking at when it comes to Tim Zoo. But they are definitely investing him in hard. And, and it's funny because if you go back before the Harrison fight, a year ago, right? He still, people were still weren't sold on him here, right? And had Thur- Thurman look good against Barrios, considering he was out for two and a half years, but we all know it's two different opponents at that point, right? But I do think if this fight got announced last year and it was just on Showtime straight up, I do think people would have a, a difference of opinion because last year people were telling Spence, all right, you can't make the Bud fight, Spence Thurman. Let's do Spence Thurman. So people wanted to see Spence Thurman, right? So I think that plays into it. But, yeah, it is a name um, that they're looking at it as a short- to long-term deal. And, and, you know, I don't think he's going to stop him in two rounds. You know what I mean? I'm seeing two and three rounds, like, left and right. Of course, you can hit someone and and hurt someone when they're cold. and You know, stuff happens. But – I'm not saying Thurman's going to win the fight. That's not what I'm saying. But when you look at it, so so this is this is we got a little bit more information on this because he did a interview at the airport because he's taken off. He's gonna he's already. What I like about it, he's coming here not just for the press conference. He's already going to be here training. Smart smart kid. Um, so he said he just re-upped. Now I don't know if that is an extension or this. You know, he wasn't, he was a free agent. I don't know what it was, but he signed for a multi-fight deal now with the PBC. So that is in there saying, and some people are saying, well, they should have went to Australia, you know? And it's like, well, he said, even in the ring in his last fight, he said, I'm coming to America, you know, like I'm coming here. I come. And so he, that's the deal. He's going to fight here and they got a plan for him. And the way his manager spoke, is that this fight and the next fight are kind of spoken for in a sense. He talked about Crawford as well. Definitely wants to make that fight. They talked about other stuff. 
And that's where we don't know if Crawford, let's say the Spence Crawford thing didn't happen, right? And he went and fought Canelo. Maybe Spence gets a fight, like we said, to just get a damn fight and feel good about yourself and make sure your health's okay and you look good. And then maybe they fight, you know, who knows? But it makes a lot of sense. Um, You know, like I said, if they can break even, then it really isn't, they're not losing it. Now, of course, we'd rather have it on Amazon Prime, straight up, you know? Of course, of course. And let's see the marketing. That's the one thing about the Fox, the original first, you know, year and change. They marketed the shit out of those fights. And you could tell it helped the pay-per-view numbers. Most of those first chunk of fights were like, oh, wow, that did more than a lot of people thought. Oh, wow, that it did over 300,000. You know, people didn't think it would hit 300,000 even some of those fights. So let's see the marketing first before we can even say, oh, it's going to only do, you know, 50,000 pay-per-views or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, but I just think it does make sense, you know, and in this climate, it does suck that it's on pay-per-view. We can say that about a variety of fights, especially when it's all smushed in. Um, but long-term or short, mid to long-term, it does make a lot of sense. You know, it really, really does. And, uh, you know, people will say he's not going to get credit. If he knocks out Thurman, trust me, he's going to get some credit. He's going to get some credit because it, it's the same. It's a, not the same example, but what you just said about Ryder, you see how people are responding to that, you know? Oh, Canelo right. couldn't do that. Well, right. all these other fighters couldn't do that to Thurman, you know? And don't get me wrong, a body shot may be what really puts him in a – we've seen him affected the body multiple times, you know? But he's an, he's a perfect B-side to talk crap, to really get things going. And, 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 and Tim Zhu has his way of it's going to be calm, but he is going to talk back to you, you know. It's going to be a little calmer. But so I, I actually, in many ways, I get the fight. And then you look at well, who's available? So so Lubin, so it had to be Lubin, and that you know, to me, it's like, well, did he beat uh, you know, Ramos? I mean, right. I don't think so. But then Not- again. I, I don't think either of them fought that great that night. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, the Lubin you know? fight doesn't. The Lubin fight doesn't do anything for me. I mean, even though, like, yeah, I, I wouldn't have been like wildly excited if it was Lubin. So, um, and you know, again, don't forget what you know what we talked about at the beginning. Like you said, with the win for Zoo, and this is the kind of thing PBC is looking at. People know who Thurman is. He's had exposure. The other guys haven't had that. So outside of maybe the actual boxing value of the win, there's still going to be value of the win just because people know who Thurman is more than other guys. So it means more just in that sense. And just word of mouth. Oh, Thurman. Okay. You tell your casual fans, Hey Thurman. Oh, I've seen Thurman. I saw him blah, blah, in that Porter fight or whatever. That's how this stuff works. And remember, think about it. We now in America think more of Tim Zhu oh, from, la- from last year. Well, who'd he beat? He beat Harrison. Was he in his prime? Not not totally, but he was coming right. off that Sergio Garcia fight, but he wasn't in tip-top prime, right? Right. Then he beat, you know, look who he beat. I mean, we're, we're hyping this guy up off of who he beat. Well, none of these guys have Thurman's name. So I just don't think people 
think that through. It's like you didn't believe in him, and then he goes through those fights in the fact that he was busy, so his name kept ringing bells, and he took care of the fights too. He did, you know, he knocked him out, but none of them are on Thurman's level as far as name. Exactly. So it's it that's kind of proven the point of what we're saying. Why are you so hyped about Tib Zoo now? Oh, because he beat this guy? Okay, so doesn't this line up to to uh, you know the that's what people just don't get. It's the profile booster. It's not going against Manny Pacquiao or Oscar. No, that's not what we're saying. But it's about as good as you can get for what's available considering what they want to do with them. It's clear as day what they want to try to do. 54, you know, is going to be part of this Amazon deal, obviously. Yeah, I mean, the, the Zoo American strategy has gone even better than expected. Mm-hmm. He's, he's they've, PBC's gone with him. He's taken the chances and, and the risks and stayed active working. And now he's fighting again for 2024, whether you like it or not, one of the bigger names you could fight. That's just what boxing is in 2024. The fact is Keith Thurman, for the reasons we've talked about, is one of the bigger names that you could fight still. And Zoo's getting that fight. That's that's the point. So, right. um, you know, to keep him building. You know, it's worked out really well for him. And and look, it, it would it wouldn't it doesn't look like it would fit on this deal. But again, with the type of like we're talking about where Canelo might be picking his spots after this deal, even right, you know, yeah. being with PBC, getting older. I mean, Zoo's already said, Zoo's yeah. already said, give me that fight. Right. Why not with the payday? He, you know, he's not that tall either for for the weight. So, um, again, it, it's names. Zoo's, like you've yeah. said, Zoo's name's going to be getting bigger. It gets bigger if he knocks out a Thurman. Um, the fight's going to um, do decently uh, in Australia as well. Because that right. plays more of a kind of a UK fight over here. It's not going to be in the middle of the night, like it is for the for the UK when someone fights here two right. in the morning. It'll be late afternoon. Um, I'm not going to say, "Oh, it's going to do three hundred thousand buys." That's not what I'm saying. But it all adds up. It all adds up to try to break even, in my opinion. You know, um, yeah. I mean, and that's it is what it is. That's where we're at. If you don't like it, it's not like you can't stream it. You know what I mean? Or find it an hour on YouTube after the fight. You know what I mean? Um, Because people are still going to be watching. That's what I think people forget. Like, if you break even on an event, people are still buying, you know, grabbing that stream. So they're watching the damn fight. It still means something. It's just they're like, I'm going to be picky and choosy of what pay-per-view I want to have, which is rightfully so, you know? Very, I get it, you know? And and there's statistics that in all sports – when you get down to a certain age and I'm not going to fault them. Hey, look, you know, if they want to use their time for other things, nothing wrong with that. I'm not right. old school where I'm saying, Oh yeah. I'm, you know, saying that's ridiculous. But what I'm getting at is y- younger fan. When you get to a certain age of fan in all sports, I mean, yeah. they're content to just watch the highlight. They're not going to take it's so three true. hours watching an undercard in the main event or nope. three hours for an NFL game, three and yep. a half. They're not doing it. Even I mean, a two hour going, basketball game. A lot right. of them won't do basketball yeah. game with all the fouling at the end. I mean, yep. you know, that's why you have NFL red zone channel got real popular. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. The, the, True. You know, I'm not even criticizing this younger generation. Um, and you see it at, at college football games, the student sections, you know, you, you do a lot of college football stuff, Chris, mm-hmm. but getting, getting emptied out earlier and earlier and, 
and less attendance. And and I, again, I'm not really going to fault them. I mean, they don't want to really. If they you don't want to take three and a half hours of your day and all the the the, the getting there and you know getting yeah. out and all that. You just want to you you do some other stuff with your we friends. We already blew them out. Let's get the hell out of here. Right. Oh, we're getting our ass kicked. We're getting our ass kicked. Let's get the hell out of here. You know, they do it at Bama. I mean, that happens at Bama. Because I remember Saban saying, oh, you guys got to stay no matter what the score is. Exactly. It's, it's, it's happened. I see it, see it at WVU, but I see it at a lot of the big, Mm -hmm. big, big division one schools, you know, the, the, uh, you know, FBS schools, power five and, and uh, yeah, people are, and then at the smaller schools, you just don't get the attendance, but you know, people are going to watch, they're going to watch the highlight. They're going to do other stuff. So just saying that like, yeah, I mean, that's what maybe the pay-per-views in a weird way is better than the subscription stuff because people are going to just pick and choose which ones they're going to get. And and it's probably going to have to be something real good or just going to check out a highlight or stream it, like you're saying. Yeah. Um, but they keep going with this model. I think you're right. I mean, they probably are content just to break even a lot of the times. Yeah. I mean, they're clearly on some of them, they're, they're trying to make a lot of money. I mean, you're always trying to make money, but there, it does seem the last couple of years, it's like, and they're the only ones that can do some that some do break even. No one else could even do 200,000 buys. Right. I mean, and I'm not, I'm not holding that up as some sort of trophy or something like that, but we see a lot. I mean, even Kovalev Ward part two and part one and part two couldn't do 200,000 buys. And that was a hell of a, that's for yeah, your that's- lineal. That's that was that was your you linear. That, that was that was disappointing. That's legit. That was a legit big fight. Yeah. yeah, that was a legit big fight. I remember thinking that too. I thought, man, you know, you're at a point where that really can't get buys. Yeah, and and you look at it. Look, um, you know, this is in the recent years. HBO's out. Showtime's out. Fox was in and out. Um, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot of a lot of people out. And yeah. until Amazon shows me, Amazon Prime shows me they're going to have non-pay-per-view stuff on there. Yeah, let's Freaking see the late. April card. There, now, Jake Donovan um, on AM Sports Media, he did an interview, and he said they're they're working on a non-pay-per-view April card. So we'll see. We'll see what that is. So Roley Pitbull Cruz, and then, um, well, everybody was, you know, I saw a bunch of people um, – Saying that that they they wanted the Mando to get the fight, not the Danny Garcia. So they so he got the Arislani Farah fight. Now I see some of those people dumping on the fight now too. It's like, oh, well, wait a second, didn't you just say he deserved this fight? And the PBC screwing him over, or the W, and then he gets it. And now you're going to dump on the fight? Well, which one is it, dude? But uh, you know that fight alone. What do you think about the other two fights that we at least know are on the card? Uh, for the for the pay per view, we know that they're going to do the two. They are going to line it up for two hours before it too, uh, much like Showtime did and Fox did with the prelims. Two hour prelims that'll be on your Amazon subscription. That that Fundora, you know, Bohechek fight is good. Yeah, um, I think that'll be an interesting fight. You know, Fundora four is an interesting fight. You know. Uh, Boychuk had the one loss to uh, Adams where he got upset, but you know he's got some pop um, and he's got some height himself. Of course, nobody's got the height of Fundora, but you know yeah. Fundora's got to got to make it back from that Mendoza shocker. Where's That's his not bad. I mean, you know? you know Pitbull and Rolly will, will be okay. 
Um, you know, it's not that there's stuff that you don't does you don't have some interest in, but I, I'm not crazy about Zarafa Lara, but no. Lara, you know, just because of his age, he's had to go flat footed more now. I mean, his fights have definitely become more entertaining. Uh, yeah. So it's not like he was some, you know, five years ago where you were like, oh gosh, this is going to be a sleeper. But I don't love that. I mean, no, I'm not. I'm not. I, 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 there's stuff I'm interested in, but I don't really like it as a pay per view card. I guess the last thing I would just say is, you know, if they pulled like a surprise like that DAZN heavyweight card and went lower price, I mean, PBC did do that only once with the heavyweights with Ortiz, but that ended up being a good card with the Ortiz Martin headliner. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying they would do that with the guys like Thurman and Zoo. I would think they probably won't, but I'll yeah, hold yeah, out yeah. just a little hope since we haven't had the price yet. <laughs> right, like right. if all of a sudden this card's out there and I see, you know, 39 or 49.95. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I might say, hey, you know, with with where we're at and inflation yeah. and everything. Uh, I mean, I'm not feeling that bad bit. about right, that. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, eighty nine ninety five for this card or something like that, which we have to expect is a possibility. Or even yeah, we don't have the price. We don't yeah, have we the, price. the price. I'm I mean, assuming that, it will be a seventy five or though. You know, that, that's what that's I'm thinking. What too, they've been and, lining up, and that feels like a. It does feel like a reach, right. even with yeah. Thurman. It does feel like a reach. No, I agree. I agree. Um, so, do you think? Just first glance at Pitbull and Rolly. Um, cause a lot of people are just saying, you know, Pitbull's gonna, you know, eat him up basically. But what, how do you, just first glance, you don't have to make your prediction or whatever. Yeah. First glance, what, what no, you, I, I think it'll be, I, mean, I, I think it'd be competitive. That's what um, I think. I, I see, you know, like I say, I see the huge difference with Pitbull, no pun intended that you know, when, when he's, he can beat a taller guy, but he struggles and he's not that effective. Um, but when he's fighting somebody shorter, he's he's devastating. I mean, that's right. why, and that's why he even was able to push Tank farther than anybody else because you know Tank's not tall for the weight. But right. yes, Romaro's got you know he's not huge in terms of height for the weight, he's but big. he's got a, yeah. but he's big and he's got yeah. enough size. That's why I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, you know, he has some pop. So I, I don't see him getting blown out or anything like that. I, I think it's competitive. I don't have a pick yet, but I think it's competitive. But he might have a – he's not – you know, yeah, he's not, like, real, real tall, but he's big, but he's and he's tall enough. You know, he's not yeah, short yeah. either. So, mm-hmm. you know, with I've seen that with Cruz. Anybody that gets a little bit on the taller end, he's yeah. having trouble. So uh, he can get the win. He, he hasn't gotten any gifts, but I think he's pulled out those fights. But it's been – he, it's been rough for him, but yeah. you know you see him fight fighting shorter guys. I mean, he, he annihilate you know, except for Tank, yeah. you know, he, he annihilate he annihilates him. So because I'm looking right now, a fan duel has Roly a plus one sixty six, and okay. then uh, DraftKings has him plus one seventy five. Yeah, that's reasonable, I'd say, and yeah. maybe even a, a little a hair closer than I thought they'd have it, but I I think that's reasonable. But I think it's yeah, I, I do think those are good odds and. uh I don't see this runaway train type thing. Uh, I just no. don't see it in that fight. And, and, and I think the other ones just just inter, just a good way to start a card. You know, Fundora. Yeah. You know, those two guys. It's going to be interesting. I am interested to see is Fundora ready to go back to war? Because yeah, I'm interested when in that he fight. went to war, well, he was winning a lot, but once he got 
got got. You know, once he really right. got hit, he you know he didn't want to continue. Uh, so I am wondering where his mental is because it's not going to be you know he's not going to be able to box and just jab off the back foot on the spike. You know, no, it's an interesting fight. I mean, he, I, I wish this was a regular mm-hmm. Amazon Prime card or. Yeah, you know, a Showtime card if you're still on Showtime, that type of thing. Yeah, me too. Because then it'd be like, okay, you know, right, and maybe exactly. in the in Delara probably wouldn't be on the card because maybe right. it'd just be a triple header or something. Um, right. It just seems like they got to get that Lara fight out of the way. They're trying to make the Danny Garcia fight. They got to get this thing out of the way. Yeah, I don't have a lot of interest to, in that one either. But you know, for the people that were, uh, you know, really in that guy's corner because I don't know why he's ranked that high, but they're in his corner. Um, you got yourself your gift. There it is. That That's the fight you wanted. So take it, buddy. Don't hack it now. Uh, you can't right. can't go on both sides of that then. Um, so we do have a fight coming up this weekend. Joshua Boazzi and Dan Aziz. Joshua Boazzi, obviously the, the amateur pedigree, um, you know, Definitely doesn't have a ton of fights. Neither of them do, but you know his opposition's been better than uh, Dan Aziz. Dan Aziz is the guy that's going to come to you. Um, the, you know, clearly Bawazi has the jab of late, inactive, and hasn't really. Um, it's like he looked good, look good, look good, and then it just seems like he's hit his head on the ceiling a little bit. Um, how do you see this one playing out? I think it's an interesting fight. Yeah, I don't have a pick yet, but I do. You're right, and the way people talk about Bawatse, but I actually do like him a little bit more than it seems like most do. I mean, he's got yeah. the he's got the amateur pedigree, and like you said, you know, there has been some times he he's looked good, mm-hmm. and not to overrate him, I'm not. There, there's no way he's this level of fighter, but when when he looks good, he reminds me of like. He does some like Evander Holyfield type things. He, you know, he reminds me a little of that Holyfield. His first pro fight was a light heavy as a light heavy. He was a light heavy in the amateurs. Um, reminds me, you know, not as good by any means, or I'm not predicting that kind of career, but that's, you know, compliment to Boatze. When when he looks good, reminds me a little bit of some some positive versatility of like a Holyfield Uh People have seemed to got down on him. I'm not down on him. I think he's pretty talented. Uh, so I, I'd lean his way in this one. Uh, I still kind of like the guy. I'm not sure why people are so down on him. Uh, that's just the perception I'm getting. Is you know, even well, he did, go, get down he did on go away from Eddie Hearn too. So I think that <laughs> yeah, right. you know, yeah, part of that, that is back. like, oh, 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 what are you doing? You know. In the yeah, inactivity, that, you know, there, there, that is that that it happened, you know. Yeah, he's had some inactivity, but you make a good point. That gets underestimated because there's it's not all British fans by any means, but no, but no, no. They, they criticize a PBC faction, whatever that is, and right. and there's there's these Eddie Hearn fan, UK yeah. people that are mm-hmm. like fanat. They accuse everybody else of favoritism and stuff, and they're just yeah. all about Eddie Hearn and Matchroom. I mean, that's why I think. They're the types that are saying, "Oh, we don't need this and this nonsense." But they'll they'll probably be the first to purchase that Hearn versus Warren Warren right. card. Yeah. We don't know the damn stuff. fights yet, but it's supposed to be this awesome card. Well, just show me the fights first before you have a sit down 
between you two. Right. I got to. I get the sit down between you two. It should happen, but but announce the fights first. You know. Right. I like to see that, but but again, I'm going to say it again because that's a lot of modern ideas you might not like boxing, traditional sport, but see, a lot of people don't like that stuff. I actually do. I I like the modern idea of Mm -hmm. you have these promotional factions of fans. Let's add a little team sport feel to it then, and just. Who cares if they root for their promotion? That's right, fine yeah. with me if it's gonna if it's gonna make I, I I'm fine with it if it's gonna make it sell more and there's gonna be more interest and you have a little bit of a team feel mm-hmm. to it, uh, another extra wrinkle. I'm good with it. These make, guys talk shit like to did. each other anyway. You <laughs> right, know? So why, not, why not make money off it? You know, it yeah. adds a whole it adds a whole different entertainment yeah. level to it because right they talk shit to each other all the time anyway why not have it as part of a promotion when they're going against each other regularly in a team type setting i think it's a a very smart move by the the saudis and i like the five fights because you got an odd number right so someone's more than likely gonna win you know they're they're thinking that way and of course the fights gotta be good but yeah 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 I like the idea a lot. I'd I'd love to see you know if you did it with Top Rank and PBC and then and PBC we know it's funded or whatever. We yeah. do know it's funded, right? I, the, I like if it. the Saudis want to put it on. It's like okay, these might be pretty good fights, you know. But yeah, yeah I, some of their quotes I read last week, and it's like, <laughs> hold on, let me see the fights first, right. and uh, let's not overdo it though. This isn't the biggest rivalry in in boxing stuff. No, no, it's we're not Come saying on. that that it's yeah, gonna. Yeah. Right over, it's going to overrule everything and be the yeah. complete driver of it. But I, but I'm I like, I've like liked that idea for a while. I can already see boxing Twitter going nuts that night. That's what I see. Yeah. I mean, you know, I like it. I, I'd like to see that. I think it's a good idea. Um, kind of, yeah, it's almost like teams. They don't, they're almost, and look, they are almost like franchises. And anyway. It is anyway. Like that. Yeah, so. it is anyway. This is what it is. We could sit there and be mad about it for some times because are you a boxing fan? Or are you a freaking this promotional fan? Sure. Um, and obviously, you know, the broadcasts have fallen off with yeah. the team, with the team cheering. Exactly. Um, but yeah, why not? You know, it's a perfect social media thing. I yeah. mean, someone's going to get dusted off that. Night. Right. And don't let it be like a four to one or something like that. Yeah. You know, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> it's and you make a good yeah. point. The broadcasters have become like team announcers anyway. Mm-hmm. So again, let's make it team. And, yeah. and in a weird way, it'd be a good way. And they would hate this, but it, it might even be a good way in the U S with this Ali act and stuff. That's not working to me. Like it was originally intended. Sure, yeah, yeah. Like, you it, it's like what I'm getting at is it might be a workaround of the alphabets. Like if people just start caring yeah. about this team thing, right, yeah. when they're fighting each other, then mm-hmm. the alphabets play really no role. You don't need them. So um, <laughs> I like that part of it too. Yeah. That's why I wish uh, we could just have one, one, some one entity, just buy it all up and just right. be like, okay, this is what fights are going to make. Do you want right. to keep promoting these fights or not? Because we'll get right. somebody to do it, you know. Right, and that's again, that's where the Ali Act is not working exactly like yeah. it was intended, because you know it's it is preventing like one entity from buying it all up and then just having their one champ. Right. You know, I, look, I want the fighters making as much as possible, but this is not working. Like, like I've argued, and I think 
correctly when people then say, oh, the alphabets, now the alphabets don't protect the fighters because the alphabets give more politically connected fighters that don't deserve it big paydays yeah. Yeah, through yeah. their system uh-huh. than they, they, then deserving fighters who then are, you know, making more money. Like, you know, Mayweather wasn't making money because of the alphabets. He's making I mean, money most of the fights, you don't even know what belt he had. We know he had the green belt. <laughs> right. That's yeah. all we know. You know, right. the other stuff, could... he beat Mosley and be like, here, have your belt back. I don't right. care about it, you know. <laughs> exactly. No, right. I remember him getting hurt in the second round and then him coming back and tearing up Mosley after that. That's what I remember. Not about right. whatever, you know, trinket it is. Um, any other items that you'd like to discuss, sir? That's about it. The only other one I wanted to get, and nothing really to get in too long, but this is actually with where, you know, I was against it. There was a lot of people against it with transnational and then the ring did the same thing. You know, I, I think got to pull it out because it happened last night and today it proves my point on the side that I was on. Like, okay. So Shakur Stevenson says he's retired today. So uh-huh. does he, does he leave the rings ratings next week? He and said transnationals? It. He said like it. Fury, Fury said it, yeah, you know, he he's said the lineal it, so champ, he said it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He said it. So, Oh no, it's Joshua Nusik. That's the title. Right. Come on, guys. You know, I mean, like, That's so a is good Stevenson. Point. I'm glad that you brought that up. I yeah. didn't even think about it like that, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So Steven, so let's Steven, put it up for a vote. Yeah. Time to put it up for a vote. Let's Stevenson get, it going, get removed from know? all rankings, but the ring and transnational on Sunday. Yeah, right. Come on. Come on. You know, that, and it's worth mentioning because the Fury Usyk fights only a couple weeks away. You know, now you're going to say, oh, well, that'll clear it up. Yeah. Might, might clear it up, but you're kind of lucky there. You know, it, if it does, and you could still have a draw or something weird happen. So sure. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, true. saying like, you know, that that's where you can't, you know, you can't jump the gun on these things with boxers. You're saying stuff on social media or I retired and then they really didn't, re- you know, yeah, they didn't retire. Tio's fighting Duke. next Thursday, but he retired too, John. Right. Tio retired too. Exactly. So but then he fight. wanted to keep his belt though, didn't he? <laughs> you know, right. he's like, well, well yeah. actually guys don't, don't drop that yet. Can I go in recess or something? You know? Yeah, and he's recognized by, you know, transnational, I, I think, the ring, too, at 140. So, exactly. So, you know, you're not – right, he's he saying, you know, he's retired, he's back. So, you got you to gotta wait a little bit before you have any rash decisions with that, with what these guys are saying. Yeah, and it'd be different if he's coming out getting knocked out cold or something. You know? Right. Then you're like, okay, man, he does look like he's going to be done or something. Okay, maybe. But still, uh, yeah, let it go a year. Let your rules play out. That's what that's what, and that's what I'm. That's what I've always argued, right? You let it, you let it go. When it reaches, when it reaches the inactivity point, and the guy has said retired, that is exactly what I've advocated for. Then you make the move. You follow the right. You follow the rules like that. You know what these guys just saying stuff, right? Because then you're going to be like the belts. That's what I said. You you make yourself. You don't follow your rules, right? And you can't be mad that the WB whatever doesn't follow their rules yeah, you know? you gotta, like, or you got to have rules that right make sense like you said yeah. especially it's not like fury got knocked cold and then he's saying i'm retired a week later or shakur stevenson got knocked cold yeah this is crying just at the saying press stuff. conference saying i miss you know my family or something that's all i want to do is go home you know or something like that right. that's different you know right exactly so wanted to point that out it was good timing yeah that's a good point i'm glad to remind did. people of that argument with with what Shakur did last night. So, yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. I didn't even think about it like that. That's how much I didn't take his, you know, retirement right. seriously, but that's a great point. That is a great yeah. point. And it's just, uh, yeah. Yep. All right. All right, John. Appreciate okay, you Chris. coming on, buddy. 
All right. Good being with you as always. Yes, sir. Hey, good Take win care. by West Virginia. The basketball squad got a nice little dub there. The, the, they were, uh, yeah. They've been. Uh, they they haven't. They haven't looked good. But, they haven't looked good, but they did yeah, get a nice dub. They haven't looked good, but it's been a tough season. It's been a tough season, but there there will probably be some some better days. Some better days ahead. Yeah. No. All right, man. You take it easy. All right, Chris. Take care. All right. All right. So, um, give my take on this Watsi and Aziz fight. You know. Obviously, it all starts with the jab for Bawazi. He's got good power. Got a really nice right hand. They both do, actually. Um, You know, he's disciplined. Bawazi is fairly fundamental, like I mentioned. Um, Not all that active. Does, isn't, like, not, hasn't been as active, but also not that active in the punch volume category, per se. Um, he's definitely fought better, you know, op so far. I'm not trying to overdo his opposition. Um, but he's definitely fought better opposition. I think that's fair. Um, like clearly, you know, com- comparatively. Um, because right now, Azim is basically eye test, you know. Um, the Craig Richards, you know, he didn't look, you know, he didn't look good in his last fight, which was last. Let me look. I think it was like spring or something. May, May. He didn't look good in that fight, but didn't really lose a lot of rounds either. You know, Craig Richardson is a little tricky. He's just like I said. He's fought better opposition. Um, he does have that height advantage. Um. I'm assuming, you know, he likes to fight on the outside, can do that at range. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if that's obviously what he wants to do. Um, that was a close fight, though, against uh, Craig Richards. Um, but, yeah, you know, he's going to be punching down at, at Dan Aziz. And speaking of Aziz on, the, on that side, um, you know, he – well – as far as Boazzi, he, he hasn't met his expectations just yet. So I do think he's got to handle his business and look pretty good in this, in this fight to kind of get that train rolling again. This is, a, you know, what they call, I think they call it a local derby, if I'm, if I'm correct, over, over yonder. The London Derby is what I'm going to name my, uh, my uh, prediction article. Shouts out to the UK. Shouts out to London. It's a local derby. You know, they're going, it's bragging rights, right? Um, But you got Dan Aziz. Once again, I think he's got a good jab. I think he's got a good jab. That overhand right, that's his best punch. He definitely like, he you know, you got to make this an inside fight. You got to rough him up. You got to go to the body. Body punching, I think, you know, is, is got to be there. Um, and And then, you know, can he... He's got that compact guard, right? Throws that overhand right, but can he take away Buatzi's jab? I mean, I think that's what, you know. Aziz is kind of one of those guys that doesn't do, he doesn't do anything great, but he does, you know, a few things very good, you know. Um, He's not way out of control. 
when it comes to uh, you know when it comes to coming forward. Like I said, he he's got a pretty good jab, in my opinion. I see he's. Let me see. Um, he's a. I see anywhere from plus two eighty to plus three hundred. So it has come down as far as the highs. Um, this is, I believe, right where it was. I want to say it was like plus two eighty, maybe a plus two sixty in there when it was on before, but it was in this range. Um, so I mean, you know, if you're going to do plus three hundred, you don't have to put as much money down. Um, it's not a horrible bet because uh, you know, Buatsi, you know, hasn't been like I mentioned as active. Um, but I just think he's a better fighter, and. A lot of times, guys will get motivated. Yeah, so since that, let's see, since he fought twice in 2021, in May and then in August, then he didn't fight till the next May, then a whole year went by to the next May, and then now, you know, it's it's coming on close to a, another year. Um, there, there obviously was that postponement. So I'm going to say Boazzi. Um, could it be a TKO? Yeah, I mean, I could see maybe if Aziz can't get by that jab, right? I could see, um, I could see that being like where he gets desperate and he does get, you know, he's he's not a great defender. I mean, I keep saying like great defender. There's not many great defenders in the sport, but he has the compact guard and stuff, but he, yeah, his defense is shaky, so I could see him getting hit with a bunch of shots and then saying, F it, caution to the win. Later in the fight, maybe get a TKO. That's not out of the realm, but I'm not anticipating it. Um, so I have uh, Joshua Boazzi by decision. Um, I think he'll be motivated. Like I said, the local Derby or Derby. Is it Derby, guys? Help me out. Is it Derby or Derby? Because I think we say Derby here. Maybe it's Derby there. But yeah, that's what I'm going to call it. London Derby. London Derby. Um, so yeah, that that's what I got in that one. Um, we do have, like I said, tomorrow. Um, or wait, no, 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 no. Well, is it tomorrow or is it? Hold on. No, it's. Yeah, it's tomorrow. It's Wednesday. Yeah, God, I'm losing it. I swear to God, I'm losing it. Yeah, that's tomorrow. That's their, that's their, that's their go-to night. I'm talking about uh, uh, Pro Box, Pro Box TV. It's the app. Um, I'm not getting advertising money or nothing like that, but it's two dollars for Christ's sakes. Uh, and you know, we've seen these fighters, um, Angelo Leo, come forward fighter, action-packed guy. Ken Box, uh, well, yeah, he's not just a come forward fighter, but he digs to the body. Really good fighter against Mac, uh, Mike uh, Pl- Planilla. And, you know, I think that's a pretty good fight. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow. Um, now, clearly, I think, you know, Leo should be the favorite in, in a fairly strong one. Actually, let me see. I haven't checked the odds yet. I was going to eyeball those. I would say at least a, a plus 300. Yeah, plus 310 at FanDuel, plus 400 at DraftKings. Okay. 
and then plus three fifty. Yeah, I figured it'd be like three 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 or three fifty or something like that. Um and then Antonio Moran or Mar- yeah, Moran and, and Romeo Duno. Um Duno the underdog in there. But you know that that could be kind of interesting too. And we've seen Pearson and uh, I've seen McCombie. So I mean they don't light the world up in some of these cards, but that's not what it's about. It's about that, you know, that middle income, right? The mid-level fight, and, I, and I've said this multiple times, that this is the fight. That type of fight is the fight that's done really well um, since we have all these TV dates. That's something that normally, you know, a showbox vibe, sometimes it gives me a little bit. It gives me more of the Friday Night Fight uh stuff on ESPN2 down the stretch. Um, But right now, you know, it's a little more consistent. Now they don't do it every single week, which that was, uh, that was the problem with that one. I I liked it every single week, but you know, it was a little, it's tough to, you know, be consistent with that, but they, they have a venue um, and it's just been solid, man. And like I said, you know, it's it's you know it's two dollars a month um so you know I mean, what are you gonna do at the mohegan sun casino uh vendetti and booker are i don't know is that gonna be streamed i don't know uh i don't know what's up with that one and then connor ben you know against dobson uh i believe yeah that's at six o'clock at eastern so I don't know what I get it because it's a main event, you know, on the zone in the UK and that's something they're looking at or whatever. Um, the zone has a card as well from Orlando. Um, so yeah. Um, like I said, in, in, you know, if you got the apps, you don't have to watch it all live or something like that. So yeah, I definitely would, uh, would check out that, um, because it's, it, you know, they've been good cards, man. It, there's nothing, blows you away per se but it just like i said i think friday night fights the last chunk of years that kind of lines up with the product they're giving us um so let's get into some fight news and boxing twitter stuff um oh yeah so canelo right there was this report from chava from espn talking about um jermall charlo may and then crawford um in September, right? And, you know, it, it, his information is kind of up and down. And by the way, it, it is tough, like, you know, to, to get this stuff on time. Or not on time, but correct, right? Um, so when I say, oh, that person's not, I'm not saying he's not reliable. It just, it is what it is, you know? Um, and, and maybe they're putting something out there and seeing how people react, you know, that, that, I think, I think that plays out because you can get a good being that social media is so strong nowadays. I think you can get a, it's not just taking polls. You can get a vibe of what people would be thinking about that. But LRB said, if it didn't come from uh, Canelo or Eddie Reynoso, don't believe anything. He will announce what he's doing when he's ready. And to be fair, what is it tomorrow? They're going, is it tomorrow or Thursday? 
I want to say it's tomorrow that they're doing the, the press conference for um, the Tim Sue Keith Thurman. So they're probably not going to announce it, you know, right there, that type of thing. So, um, you know, I don't know. Um, I did want to see that Christina Cruz, this is what she said. She said, here's the playback. Uh, the momentum of, of me missing the hook and tripping on her front foot and then getting hit in the back of my head caused me to turn my back. Well, she turned her back before she got hit, but the momentum and the trip, I think, did that too, or at least the combo. It wasn't just uh, she got hit. In the, you know, it, it was, well, no, wait, hold on. I read that wrong. But of me missing the hook, tripping on her foot, and getting hit in the back. Like, she didn't get, I don't think she got hit directly, like, right away. But once it was like that, she did start to get punched. Uh, she said she didn't turn, um, you know, intentionally turn and was not hurt. And that's fair. I don't think she intentionally turned either. You know, she did trip. She missed the shot, like she said. She she did trip. The second my body turned, the ref should have stepped in before she punched my back. And like I said, I, I, I do agree with that. The ref uh, wasn't helping me, so initially reacting to cover up, protect myself in hopes the ref would warn him. I tripped, fell into a vulnerable, uh, vulnerable position, the momentum of me missing, blah, 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 blah. The thing is, in that scenario, you do, you know, that's the only thing that I'll say is like, if the ref's not doing it, you you still have to do your thing, you know. Like I said, I think one of the two of the scorecards weren't that cool, right? Um, but you know, I w- I actually would like go there first. Um, but I I don't have a problem with it only because when you turn your back like that, it, it is what it is, man. You know what I mean? Like it is what it is. That that's you can't to turn your back for that long and then hunch over. I just it's and then like I said, you're you're not making the effort to turn around at all. So by sitting there, you're actually allowing yourself to get hit more. The ref could have done something, but if the ref's not done doing something, you got to do something. And so walking with your back turned, first hunching over. And then walking away, that actually does kind of show the ref who could have stepped in but wasn't. That's the key. Um, So, no, I actually don't have a problem with that stoppage at all. Um, Okay, so Gervonta Davis, there was a report out there, right, from the Ring magazine that he's going to fight in the U.K. Some people are saying Manny Pacquiao. Some people are saying Conor Ben. I'm saying, can he go to the UK? Because if he couldn't, if he's having problems, you know, not being able to train outside of Baltimore, then so so the judge is going to let so the judge going to let him leave the country. I mean, I don't I don't know about all that, right? So now Calvin uh, Ford said in an interview that why would I put Tank in a situation like that when he when we can't do what we do? This is what he talked about, Stevenson, meaning Stevenson's going to run a lot. Um, 
Now, there's some context to that, but I don't see that fight happening unless, um, you know, Stevenson, who did say he's retired because Navarrete has a Mando now that got called, and he is probably thinking, well, they're going to call that. I can't get Navarrete. And then now we know on May 12th, is it on ESPN or just on ESPN Plus? I think it's on ESPN straight up, yes, as well. May 11th, the Lomachenko Cambosis. So he's thinking, well, am I going to get either of them then? So that, so now he says he's going to retire, which I don't, obviously, I don't, I don't believe that. You know, I wouldn't believe that at all. Um. So, either way, um, back to what I was saying, he also mentioned that he's going to test the waters of free agency. You know, sounds like he may only have one or two fights. And, and you know, if you're not going to re-up, they're probably not going to give you those fights, especially if they've already made the investment. Um, so, I, I wouldn't see him getting, if he can't get a big fight at top rank, How's he going to get the Gervonta fight when he's still at top rank? I mean, I think he'd have to sign with the PBC for multi-fights to get that one. Um, and if he's willing to do that, I'm not going to say they're going to do it right away. You know, maybe he'd have to get a fight, establish himself there, and then I have no clue. I have no clue, but uh, that's just my opinion. I, I do think that, uh, you know, have to do that. I did get a message about that Opataya Opataya in Brita's fight um, and how someone was talking, multiple people uh, I saw talking about this and I got messaged this about you know that Brita's is a, a fairly large underdog and being, you know, how that fight got close and how uh, you know, the champ got hurt um, now I know he did have some issues, like he, you know, didn't he, didn't he mess up his jaw, right? So maybe they're thinking, you know, Bradis has been out. Now he's going to be out for a little while. He's been out. He'll be out for a year, right? Something like that. And then is he going to be able to, you know, do it again against him uh, and make it a tight fight? And is he going to mess up his jaw and whatever? Um, so yeah, I mean, I understand that maybe, I don't know. I, I just, I don't think Breedis is going to win the fight, but I think there's an argument, I guess you could say for that, you know, um, did we talk about this last week? I don't think so. Richardson Hitchens has a fight now, uh, April 6th on the zone. He's taking on Gustavo Daniel, Lem- I think it's Lamont. Lamos, Lamont, um, who, you know, he, he beat Lee Selby. Um, he, he knocked him down, I think, what, two to three times? I know he knocked him down in the fourth once. I think he knocked him down twice. I'm not going to go to box right in the fifth round. So that's kind of what, you know, that's, that's what, what did it, um, there was this <laughs> Fedor, Fedor, Fedor and Mike Tyson talking about they've agreed to a 
boxing match, they are searching for an organization that can facilitate the fight. Oh, goody. Um, Dan Raphael is reporting that June 1st, Saudi Bivol Turbiev thought it would be July or August. Maybe that's just the first working date. Gotta love it. Boxerette Gray. Watch Mauricio keep his mouth shut about the evil Russian Biddle <laughs> fighting for the WBC when a big pile of his exodly sanctioned fee dollars are on the table. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. You know, that's going to go away real quick. Uh, De La Hoya in a couple of interviews was saying um, to, to the Saudi Rabin guy, uh, Turkey, he said, um, I've promoted thousands of fighters, including Mayweather, Pacquiao, Canelo, Barrera, Ryan, uh, and Ryan. Uh, I can identify a fighter, and I can make you proud, sir. But he's going to make him proud. Um, oh, yeah, Thurman. I did also get weight stuff. Thurman actually fought above 147, not just in the amateurs. I believe it was 152, right? Um, but he did it in the pros. He did it more than once. Um, so, you know, um, I don't think it's actually the weight. The I don't think that's the biggest issue in that fight. Um, you know, I don't think weight is that. Now, the WBO, because he's not ranked, um, that was a, a sticking point. He's not ranked in the top 15. And I did, once again, people are picking and choosing when it comes to some of this stuff. Well, he's not even ranked. Why should he get, shouldn't we have a defense? It would have been better if he fought a defense. Someone in the top 15. Thurman's not even the top 15. Okay, okay. But Thurman could definitely beat a couple of these dudes in the rankings. Like, that's what the whole thing is. Like, Josh Kelly is number one in the WBO. That's what belt Tim Zoo has. So so Josh Kelly's a better, a way better fight then. And you'd be happy with that? Like I said, I'm not saying it should, it's, oh my God, it's going to do 350,000 buys. You know, that's not what I'm saying. But um, that's who, that's who's number one. That's who's number one. So, you know, you tell me, you tell me if that's, you know, Erickson Luba is number two, Zayas number three, NUA number four, Slava uh, Sproner or Spomer, Spomer. I've seen him fight. Um, Virgil Ortiz. Okay, that'd be a great fight. Goucher, he already beat. Mendoza, he already beat. Um, Jorge Perez, Brandon Cook. Booker, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not going to use the excuse of that's why it's going to be a non-title fight. Something that's happened a lot in the history of boxing, but people just pick and choose when, why, and where to get pissed off about it. But I'm not going to take that note and say, oh, he should have fought someone in the top 15. So Josh, I mean, even if they made that a normal fight on Amazon, Josh Kelly, that's what, that's what you'd like. I I don't know, man. Like, I think you should just say you don't like the fight and I'm not going to buy it or nothing. You know what I mean? Cool. That's, uh, 
that that works a lot better than coming up with all this other stuff, you know, because I, that, I, 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 that's cool. You know, that's totally cool. Uh, just saying that, you know, just saying that, that's it. That's fine. Ryan Garcia was, uh, was shocked when a uh, Rolly and Pitbull got made, you know, well, his first post was like, look, I was informed the deal was finalizing in the coming days. Obviously, that was a lie. My patience has been tested. You know, yada, yada, yada. I'm still ready to go, right? Um, but today, was it today or last night? I think it was today. At least, maybe the interview was last night, but it got released on Fight Hype today. And he said that he was negotiating with Rowley, right? Well, first of all, he said, you know, the Haney stuff, he jumped in there, Haney. And then he said, I, I went, you know, I was with Floyd. Floyd said, why don't you fight Roley? And then that, which a lot of people thought that's what was going to happen anyway. So I don't think it just randomly Floyd, you know, I mean, Oscar even said Roley, you know, and then once, but Ryan Garcia is the one that came out and said, let's make that fight. So that was on him. So I don't blame Oscar, you know, after saying, well, I don't want to make that fight. I want to make this fight. You already said that, you know. So he said they're in talks now. But he said with the Roley stuff, the negotiations were happening. Um, but then he also said, well, I have other options. I'm just going to negotiate with more than one person. And, you know, like you do want to have a plan B, plan C. I agree with that. But. He said Roley didn't like that all of a sudden. Oh, so now you're negotiating with that, you know? Now, did they do that as a ploy to say, hey, we're going to call your bluff. You want to sign this fucking thing or not? I'm going to go get this fight. That's probably what it was. But Roley was like, well, which one are you? Are are we still here or not? You know, the way Oscar talks about it, that it wasn't even close, like as far as, you know, going to be that all that close i don't really know man it's tough to say um sometimes the manager can work it out and then bring it to the promoter and say all right let's go so a rumored julio caesar martinez and angel cordova um is on one of those i think they dan Raphael said it was the co-feature um to that on the prelims now let's see if that fight actually you know comes off That'll be the next thing that we, you know, because that's been a little funky. Um, Eddie Hearn said about Josh Taylor and Jack Catterall rematch. Uh, he said it likely won't be on the zone with the money they want. It needs to be on pay-per-view in the UK. And I don't feel like the zone or I don't feel like the zone thinks it's pay-per-view, but another broadcaster might, I don't think it'll land on the zone. Um, and actually, someone made a good point because when he, you know, he, these type of fights, Eddie was saying, you know, that would be pay-per-view on Sky, but it won't be on the zone. And someone, Curtis P, tweeted, uh, one of the reasons Heard said he left Sky was so fights exactly like Taylor Catterall would not, wouldn't be, you know, would be non-pay-per-view. The zone and Hearn literally haven't delivered on anything they promised at the launch. I mean, I don't know about all that. <laughs> Um, he also said to Fight Hub, PBC are always reluctant to give you one of their guys 
or a belt when you are the favorite. And I, honestly, I think it's just the opposite. I think it, when he, when you're the clear B side, they they've given a lot of those guys over. I think it's the opposite. I think it's you know that their guy's the favorite, and obviously if you're the A A side, you know. Um, Android uppercut sh- shuts out to you. Shots shuts out to you. Shots out to you. He he made a point about um, you know it could this first pay per view we did hear. I think it was Dan Raphael that said that they're they were you know, building out still, you know, they haven't done a, a they do pay-per-views kind of, you pay for the thing and then the, the show starts, but it's not a live broadcast. So they do live broadcasts, of course, but you're not purchasing them. And like, you know, when you, the Thursday nights, it's a live broadcast. So they've done live broadcasts with large audiences, but it is a little different paying for it. And then it's on a, a little bit anyway. Um, Cause you know, those Thursday nights are part of your subscription. So he said it could be kind of a, uh, this is a fight kind of used at the pilot testing, getting all the kinks out for the live pay-per-view since they're still building out the platform. Uh, If you're going to do a pilot, a card like this makes sense. Yeah, I do. I think that makes sense. I also think that they were, they probably did want to get Spence and Crawford or or Gervonta or whatever. The Gervonta thing though, that that's a little shaky, just because you know. If he, I've heard some people talk about inactivity from him now, again, and it's like, dude, he went to fucking jail, man. You know, he clearly has some issues right now that he's dealing with. So I didn't expect him in March per se. Now, was that rumored? Sure. Did you think? Well, they're going to lead with him. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But I could also see the break even. Let's launch Tim Zoo and also what, you know, he just said. I think that's kind of the Android uppercut shots out to you. I, I think, you know, I think that's kind of interesting there. Uh, Lefty said, when you sign up for Twitter, it's in their turn. Oh, it's, it's, it's in their terms of service that you, you have to tweet out when you're canceling your DAZN subscription or when you're not buying a pay-per-view. Yeah, that is kind of funny. Uh, this one was funny. Roly and Isak Cruz is stylistically a cafeteria fight in high school. Oh, my God. That is just perfect. Oh, yeah. And Albert Ramirez, he did actually have a fight. Um, I forgot to mention that. Carlos Toro Media. Toros Media. He said Albert uh, Ramirez is ranked in the top 15 of all four sanctioning bodies, top 10 and three at 175. While he's good and fun uh, to watch, not entirely sure. He's at a level to be challenging for a belt anytime soon, but plenty of real intriguing fights to be made with other contenders. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. It's a good way to put it. Um, and he did have to like, <clears throat> you know, he did have to kind of come back in that. Like that was a, a rough fight that he had. That was uh, in Montreal. That was, he did have to, you know, he did have to come back in that fight. That was a good fight. That was a good fight. Um, yeah, uh, War a Week Radio, Carlos Quintana, junior middleweight, 2012, um, and other fights over 147 um, for Thurman. Yeah, if you go check the weights, he has actually, like I said, I don't, I don't think the weight's like the major thing. I just think we haven't seen him for two years, so what's he going to look like? 
you know, that's the thing about that fight is I think the jab, like if you look at Tony Harrison, he jabs and he does like he pivots and circles and he's crafty, but he also sits on the rope a lot and he also tries to use his sharp defense that way. Um, Thurman is going to be able to spin out of there quicker and he's, I think he's faster. They both have really good jabs. It's a little different though. I would say uh, Tony's is more of a power jab, um, but the jab, the pot shots in the legs, I think can win rounds. Now, key word there, legs, right? Um, They say your power goes last, your legs go first, or you're punch resistant, right? Obviously, the guy's been hurt to the body multiple times. Tim Zhu's a hell of a body puncher, and he's a seek and destroy, but with a jab and setting up his, his punches. So, I think that's a different type of come forward fighter than I heard a lot of people talking about Sean Porter. Totally different. Totally different fighter. They come forward, sure, but they're different. Um, but that's where, where's his legs at? We, we mentioned here's Lundy Lara and where his legs are gone, right? If he's got a not, if he can't use his legs, that's why I think he'd get stopped. Besides, well, no, I shouldn't say that. I just mentioned the body. I think that 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 would be, you know, but just like the things for Thurman to win, he needs to be sharp. And so it'd be timing and legs. Well, he's getting old. He's he's old. So legs, tough right there. Out for two years. Timing, that's tough. Like I said, I thought he looked really good against Barrios considering he'd been out for like two and a half years. But it's a different and now we're out for another two years. It's just tough to say, you know, what he would look like. Um Fundora and Bohachuk, a great fight. Props to 360 boxing promotion. Uh they have a combined 36 scales. Should be a barber. Yeah, I like that fight. I think it's just a good fight. Um yeah there is that rumor I mentioned about the UK tank People are saying Brooke or Pacquiao. Well, name-wise, him and Pacquiao, I mean, they, they would really have to do a big fight after that. If they give us Pacquiao, they would have to give us the winner, if in fact it happens, of Haney, you know, and, 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 well, if Haney beat uh, Ryan Garcia, they'd have to have Haney next to him, you know. Plus, I, it would be a catchweight probably, or at least a 140 fight because Manny's not going to go to 135, you know. Um, But, you know, that, I don't know. I mean, I'll say this. Tank did actually respond to somebody about it. And it's kind of like, you can read into this stuff. Sometimes you read too much into it. It, It's kind of back and forth. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, Ring Magazine are, are the, Ring TV are the ones who said He's going to fight in the summer in the UK. Jake Donovan said over it, he quote tweeted, legit legs to the story, though there remains to be one obvious hurdle to clear, which I mentioned. Um, and then someone tweeted out that I don't like to even mention their account. Gervonta's next fight, US and more than likely in Vegas. Now, Gervonta said, you know, said, LOL, you think you have the answer, but you don't. 
You need to stay in your place and be a boxing page. That's what's wrong with y'all now. Uh, everybody want to do something, someone else's job when they're not even good at their own. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? That's kind of, that's kind of bad. Um, that, uh, busy, what was it? Busy, busy, someone messaged me about Vizioli. big, uh, left hand, like a counter left hand for matchroom. I think it's only like a second or third fight. I think it was a second fight. Yeah, that was a nice shot. That was a really nice shot. Very well timed. 10,836 uh, total attendance, according to Jake Donham, for that Mundia fight. So let's see, you know, what the, what, you know, how much tickets were actually sold. But, um, but yeah, I like that. Um, Picasso and uh, Eric Cruz. Yeah, Picasso, um, you know, he, uh, I don't know. I mean, it, you know, he won the fight. It sounds like he, he messed up his rib, if I remember correctly, um, against Eric Ruiz. Um, so, yeah, dude's got a good chin, too. I'll say that. Um, so, yeah, it was an okay fight. Someone messaged me. I just noticed that. Yeah, I didn't mention that. That was a pretty good fight. That was a pretty good fight. Here's a funny one. Um, someone asked, you know, how many times is Ryder going to you know, get knocked down? And some dude said Ryder hurt Munguia seven or eight times, was on top when he was stopped, have some class. <laughs> it's like seven or eight times he got hurt, huh? Okay. Okay. Keep telling yourself that, buddy. Keep telling yourself that. Oh, um, who, oh, man, there was another fight I was going to mention on the, uh, Trinidad, Trinidad Perez. I think it was the eighth round, uh, knockout. Yeah, that, that's another one that was on, uh, UFC pass. Uh, Dan, the man, Dan, the boxing man. Uh, he said, in a perfect world, these would be the next matchups at 168. You got Berlanga Munguia. You got Charlo Plant. You got Benavides, Alvarez, and, and Billy and Morel. Sign me the fuck up for all those, dude. Sign me up. Eight-man tournament. Let's go. No, that, 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 that's money. Uh, Munguia did what Canelo couldn't do. That is the statement part. Uh, Nino said Canelo didn't even stop a guy coming up two divisions below. Talk about Charlo. Y'all got to stop acting like he, uh, you know, Baturbiev or some shit. Wasn't no statement made. I, I hear that. I hear that. Um, Deuce says, I'm not mad at Canelo Munguia fight in isolation. I just lived through the last two years of being told that Benavides had to do X, Y, and Z in order to be deserving of the opportunity. You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, what the fuck? Adam says she turned her back uh, to the fight for a prolonged period. Sorry to the gamblers who were upset about this, but that's the sport. You turn your back like that, you get TKO'd. It, it, and then you walk away with your back turned. Omar Trinidad was his name, by the way. Um, so Mendoza got beat. 
and people are are asking someone messaged me and I saw people talking about this too that that when, what's up with the uh the the interim belt being up on that fight for on the undercard but Mendoza um actually to be able to fight Tim Zhu, he dipped on it. So he was the WBC interim champion, but he chose to vacate it to be able to fight. Because Tim Zhu wasn't ranked probably in the you know. So that's what it was. Um, if you weren't complaining about Haney and Progray being pay-per-view with Montana Love and Leah Morrow as the co-feature and OnlyFans model in a Japanese school teacher leading up to it, you shouldn't be com- complaining about this one. Yeah, I mean, if you weren't complaining, yeah, I saw plenty of complaints, but if you weren't, that's true. Um, Tank is the A-side any situation if a fighter refuses to sign with PBC to fight him. That fighter's the one ducking, no need to date, uh, no need to, no debate needed, it's clear as day. Yeah, I mean, unless you're in a long-term deal like Ryan Garcia. Um, Williams, the Zapata and Maxi Hughes IBF WBA Eliminator March 16th in Las Vegas. I like that fight. I like that fight a lot. Um, Callum Smith said the IFL TV. Callum Smith confirmed that he will not be retiring. Um, I need the right fight to get me motivated. I'm not retiring. Anthony Yard is definitely the fight that motivates me. You know, Tim Zhu repeatedly stated that he wanted his next fight in this stage of his career to take place in the U.S., by the way. It was pretty weird to see uh, boxing writers still insist that a guy should go to Australia for the big payday. Yeah, I mean, he literally, that's his goal. That is his goal. Uh, Paul Magno, Boxing Tribune. Yeah, it only talking about the, because uh, Chad Johnson said, damn, they did this fast talking about the Bivol in Paterbiev, and he said, yeah, only took six and a half years coexisting as champions in the same division with zero pressure from the media. But, of course, certain fighters get passes. Yeah, so true. I'm just glad that that fight's happening finally. Um, What else we got? Oh, De La Hoya did make it sound like, hey, he likes that the Roley and Cruz fight's going to happen because he looks at it as like an appetizer because he'll fight him next. That that you know whoever wins that's going to be the next fight after, um, so we'll see. Um, someone sent me this. I don't know who it was, and I don't know what the tweet is. Just it's kind of cut off. So Vasily Lomachenko gets a WBA title in the sh- uh, first pro fight. Lose loses his second fight, then gets a WBA title shot in the third fight. Y'all bitches complaining? Oh, about Thurman. Um. So, hold on. His first fight was for the WBO title? Uh, For a title? I thought his second fight was. That was for the WBO? Huh. I guess, I, I mean, I guess it makes sense if you look who he's with, but I didn't know. No, that wasn't a title, was it? That wasn't a. That wasn't a um you talking about an interim or something? Let me check that out. I guess I I guess I I, I guess I'm wrong on that. I, I did not know 
Yeah, no, 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 no. That's a WBA international, dude. That's not a WBO title. His second fight, he got a title fight for the WBO, a vacant one against Salido, and then he fought Gary Russell Jr. for a vacant WBO. So, because the old boy didn't make the weight. So, no, that, 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 that tweet was wrong. That was wrong. Um, we talked about this before. Valdez and Wilson. Just a good scrap. Good stylistic matchup. March 29th in Glendale, Arizona on ESPN. Um, the co-feature. Uh, Estrada and Valle. Yocasta, Valle, and Sinicia. I, I like that. That's a good little one-two punch there. That's a good, that's a good one. Um, Ray Jackson, who's the king of trolls right now. Uh, Ryan Garcia versus Devin Haney. I wonder how much those tickets going to cost. Both guys last fight had tickets going for 20 bucks. I hope they keep the same energy in Vegas. I mean, it's going to be a lot more than 20 bucks. I'll tell you that. And Devin Haney that they asked, someone asked him, um, cause he said April 20th, right? Is it the Vegas? Is it Saudi? Is it the base in Vegas? So they're talking. He also <laughs> he he also said we heard this story before. I'm gonna beat the shoulder roll out of you. <laughs> that's that's a funny one. I like that one. Um, I I think Shakur is frustrated because he thinks if Loma and Navarrete both win their next fight, they'll unify against each other, and he'll be waiting for it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Um. Let's see. Oh, the uh, the overtime, that overtime uh, series. Um, this is Coppinger. Overtime doubling down on boxing events with eight events in, in the 24, 2024 slate. Uh, it starts March 29th. Uh, it's in the over, overtime arena in Atlanta. So they're also scheduled April 19th, the 31st of May, and then June 28th. Um, So they're going to, this time, Overtime will sign 10 fighters to a multi-year promotional deal. After it, it opt not to sign any boxers last year. The promotion will introduce an eight-fighter single elimination junior middleweight tournament on April 19th cash prize and all that stuff so and it would be streamed out the zone so that that's kind of interesting let's see who they who they get let's see who they get um oh oscar was trolling mighty fine last night congratulations on what you accomplished Shakur. now time to vacate the belt really enjoyed your career he said that was that was good yeah but this is what he said i'm officially so he said uh so you know the wbo ordered uh, Navarrete and uh, Berinchik, uh for the for the vacant WBO lightweight title. And Shakur said, "This is sick, sickening. Shit is disgusting. I might I might as well retire." He said, "I'm officially retiring from the sport of boxing. I'll be in the gym forever, perfecting my craft and helping the next generation become great, chase their dreams. But I ain't fighting this weak boxing." Right for this week, boxing game, which you know it's not really. He's not really gonna do that. He's just uh, he's just saying that. Um, so let me see. Where I mean that. 
wasn't that kind of, and I understand kind of like lefty was saying there, you know, I think I said that earlier too. Um, you know, he's in a scenario that if he's going to test free agency, they're probably not going to give him Navarrete or Loma. Um, and that's just how the business works, man. You know, it's, it's not ideal, but it is what it is. But yeah, if you look at, uh, Um, so was that, hold on, which belt was that for? That was for the bake, bake, was it lightweight? Because, oh, I just, okay, yeah, yeah, it was, it was WBO, he has the WBO, um, yeah, that's right, yeah, he has the WBO, and so, if he goes up in ranking, or goes up in weight class, they're gonna rank him, right? And the silly won't have that, won't be ranked anymore because he's going to fight Cambosis for the IPF. We talked about this. Uh, and, and number two is right there. So yeah, that that's how that fight, that's how that fight made it. And Shakur is not ranked in the WBO. Why? Because he has the WBC. And you know, once again, once you have a belt. They generally take you out of the rankings. So, which is bullshit, right? That's part of the rankings issue, <laughs> you know, that you're like, okay, well, no wonder we got such shitty rank, uh, rankings. Now, Lubin, Lubin was like, hey, um, I knocked out Rosario in a title eliminator, beat Goucher in a final eliminator, plus the interim title fight against Fedora after my, against Fedora, all after my Charlo loss. Not to get a shot. Now, he did get a shot there. But, yeah, I'm tired of staying quiet. How the fuck is this guy fighting for Charlo's WBC after that kind of loss? Now, Deuce made a point that says, let's do Fundora. Knocked out Cotto, final eliminator, beat Sergio Garcia in a title eliminator, stopped Lubin in the interim title, plus, you know, had a, a defense of that Ocampo. Uh, everybody at 140 has to wait, not just Lubin. I mean, um, Tim Zhu didn't get his shot either. So, I mean, yeah, it sucks, man. Um, oh, one more thing. We were talking about the back and forth. Um, Golden Boy in match room. This is boxing scene Keith Eidick. I don't know if Hearn has the talent in his stable for a Golden Boy match room card. See, they're already getting feisty. Um, you know, it'd be kind of interesting to see this stuff. Um, but I don't know. Um, let's see. Uh, they have a lot of tremendous fighters, Hearn said. So do we, you know, I mean, if you look at it, we could do a mega card. First, you know, Ryan Garcia against Haney, who hopefully can make this week, or that they can make it. Mungia. So is Haney with Matchroom then, or does he have options with them? Is that what we're... Finding out, Mungia Berlanga, incredible fight. Virgil Ortiz against the uh, 154, maybe Madrimov or, or, or uh, Madrimov or, or Ben, he said, or you know Ben against Rocha. You know, uh, basically he's like, let's let's get it on. You know, let's do it. Um, let's see what else did he say. De La Hoya said, regard De La Hoya doesn't consider Hearn to be Haney's official promoter. I don't think that happens, De La Hoya said. Last time I heard, 
Haney was a free agent, so I'm not sure what Hearn is talking about. And uh, all the Golden Boy matchroom showdown, I'm not sure what fighters I could put my fighters against his. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if he has his talent as stated. So I'm sure the youth can say uh, that he doesn't want to smoke. Okay, one more. One more because what in the fuck? That's what we're going to Oh, this was funny. People were actually reacting to this. Campbell Hat versus Javante Davis reportedly in Wembley Stadium for Hatton's undisputed WBC, WBO, WBA, and IBF. 150 on Amazon Prime. People were looking at that and not looking at all the belts they just listed. It's like, you guys know that Hatton doesn't have those belts, right? And Gervonta doesn't either. Like, just that alone. Just could have told you, but they're not going to have murder somebody. Now, here's the, here, we got to, we got to end on this note, dude, because this is, uh, whew, this is a doozy. Um, this is why I think Gervonta is more skilled than Floyd Mayweather. Floyd's the greatest boxer of modern era and knew how to win rounds. His IQ was off the charts, but Tank has the ability to finish guys fighting out of any position. Am I crazy? Yeah, you fucking are. You are. Because when you talk about finish guys, you, you obviously didn't watch Money May. Or you only watched, sorry, you only watched Money May. Okay? You only watched Money May. You didn't watch Pretty Boy Floyd. Alright, I'm gonna get out of here. Um, enjoy the fights. Teofima Lopez is back in action uh, next weekend. Or, I'm sorry, next week, right? Because it's a Thursday night fight. So, um, you know, we, we got some action coming up. We got some action coming up, no doubt about it. Um, you know, it, it's right around the corner. Usually, boxing takes a second to get warmed up, especially, you know, when uh, uh, the PBC you know, their first card is until March 30th, so that takes a while. Hopefully we get some more announcements there, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we, we do have that Teofimo and Avi, you know, not far away. I mean, it's right around the corner, man. Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk. I, I'm, I'm actually really excited about that. I shouldn't say actually, but I see people, some of them are some people are down on that fight. I, I don't I don't see why we're down. You know what I mean? Um, if anything, his last performance makes it even a, a closer fight. So, yeah, man. Boxing's going to heat up. Hopefully, hopefully, that we get that Haney-Garcia fight. I'm not saying it's just some phenomenal. It's 50-50 and you know, most people think Haney will win, but it just, you know, it just makes a lot of sense. And Haney is a guy that is building steam. Speaking of selling tickets, building steam. And this is a fight that just makes sense. Is it the bet? You know, is Teofimo Lopez a better fight? Sure. Uh, he's talking about going up to 47. Are there better fights at 47? Sure. Sure. But when you're talking about profile, this is a big fight. So anyway, I'm going to get out of here. Enjoy the fights. Peace.